Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Forspoken being delayed on PlayStation and our God of War Ragnarok predictions on PlayStation. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Greg. That's Blessing. That's Janet. And you can get this show on Patreon.com slash Games. There you can watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get the weekly post show. If you have no bucks to toss our way, support us on the Epic Game Store with Fortnite, Rocket League, or something else with the creator code KINDAFUNNY. If you get PSI Love You and you would like it ad-free and you want all the different post show and all that stuff, if that... If that just isn't your jam for some reason, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Delaney Twinning, G- Twinning James Hastings, Casey Andrew, Gordon McGuire, Al Tribesman the Predator. Today, we're brought to you by Chime and Shopify, but let's start with a PSN message from you. Well, first off, though, Blessing and Janet, welcome back. Hi. Good Hello. to be back, even though my voice is like already cracking. Janet, you nearly died with COVID, and then blessing you were all tuckered out and took the first half of the week off. Yes, and I I'm, I looked ahead a little bit. I think I might be off this show for like the next two weeks, possibly, just due to some scheduling stuff. You got we you got. I know the one thing we mentioned. I'm out right? of town next week for a thing, and then the week after there's another thing. Oh right, 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 right. That oh, yeah. like I don't know how long that's gonna go, but I've the other thing you've announced, can't yeah, didn't you? I don't know if I've announced when that thing is happening. Okay, so things are happening that I'm for on Yes. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. But that's going to be contingent be on, like, how well or bad I do on that particular thing, if I'm going to be here on, on Thursday or not. Oh, okay. I can throw it, though. I can just... I'd it. love that. If you could just tank it on Wednesday, that would really help me yeah. get it out for the following Thursday. I Janet, you. how are you? You had COVID. I did have COVID. Um, I'm better now. I'm at, like, 95% like don't have most symptoms i still do have a little bit of a sore throat and a cough so if i sound different that's why um but everything else is good like my my whole fit my whole house got hit i have lived with five people total it's me isaiah my brother his now wife and my dad everyone got sick everyone was out the you only one who didn't get sick was bruce um which apparently like when the when COVID first dropped everyone's like oh pets can't get sick don't worry and then i looked it up and they're like actually your pet can get sick they probably won't but like don't have contact with them so i had to just abandon my cat in the living room for like wow and it was very sad um because she would like whine and yeah i couldn't hang out with her and it sucked um but yeah fortunately we got hit pretty hard for the first few days but then after that we kind of came out of it in more of like a normal cold fashion how, so was really, the, like, how was the COVID bonding? Like, was there any like, oh, we're all in this together? Let's I mean, uh, sing Kumbaya together? Or? It was cool to 
have people to talk to about it. Like I had um, other people like it, in California is getting hit really hard. So I knew other people like that had gotten COVID and talked about how like lonely it can be and stuff. So I, Isaiah had COVID along with me. So we were like quarantined to the room together. We still kind of had our own little pockets, even though I don't think it really mattered because we, we probably all had the same strain, but just to try to like figure stuff out, like, we kind of all kept to ourselves. So that part sucked. Um, but Isaiah being there was cool, but we were all, 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 all like honestly just asleep most of the time. And then sometimes we'd, we'd sleep off of each other's schedule. So sometimes I'd be awake and he'd be asleep for like three hours and then I'd go to sleep and he'd be awake. So the first few days was just a lot of sleeping and a lot of forcing yourself to eat when you don't want to eat. It felt a lot yeah, like that, that God, meme that, that people do from Harry Potter of like when you have to drink it. It was like that, but for like four days. Ooh, like I drink a, nice. a cup of bone broth. That shit didn't taste good. Yeah. Shout out to the recommendation because I guess it's probably good for you. But I was like, this is super gross. <laughs> Not interested in this at all. But um, yeah, I'm doing better now. And I was able to do some gaming toward the back end of the week when I was pretty much good, but just still taking off to try to get more rest in. But yeah, on the kind of funny review scale, the five point scale, what would you give COVID? Oh, definitely. Um, we can't go lower than one, right? Definitely a That's one. It, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, okay. a one. Terrible. And I feel kind God of damn. like shout out to all y'all who are like hitting us up and being like, "Oh, I hope your family's good." You know, I hope the cases are mild and stuff. Like, you know, my dad's much older; he's in his sixties. So I was really worried when he got it, but his he had the most mild symptoms um, of all of us. So he like did pretty well, and and everyone's negative now. Um, Do you think your dad had that- milder symptoms because? He just got a different kind of version of it, or he's not a whiner like your generation. I think he's just built different. <laughs> like no, the fact damn. that literally, and I don't know, like you know, we still don't know a lot about how COVID works and everything, unfortunately. But he didn't even he like he wasn't testing positive on like the little the tests the government gives you for free, the ones you can get at, like Walgreens, CVS. Like he yeah. was negative on those for a while. So we actually sent him away to a hotel for a few days to try to hope that like oh he doesn't have it. But then we made him take the good test or the PCR test that you have to like pay for and shit. And then he was finally positive on that. But before that test came up and he still didn't have symptoms for like two days until after that um before that came up he thought he didn't have it at all he was testing negative literally the, the day we were all in bed he ran like five miles that day he was like i feel great everything's going good <laughs> so i think honestly and this is not how science works and like you cannot like you know fitness your way out of viruses and stuff however i think the fact that this man's out here running literally hundreds of miles in any given month for no reason not training for it like i think he just has a resilience that unfortunately a lot of people can't have um but i'm very like grateful that just in general my dad has almost no health issues as someone that is like a senior citizen according to amc theaters i think he still has to pay full for a bus but he does get the senior discount at amc which we found out when i can't wait for that for father's day yeah. yeah i was like did you know i feel like kind of, i was kind of like <laughs> maybe a dick about it but my, my dad's kind of an asshole so it's fine i was like did you know dad when we got your ticket you're a senior citizen according to amc theater <laughs> but yeah you know what's messed up Gre- greg is in our generation yeah anybody find that yeah, fucked up like, no greg, he's also, not though hold on though like, he I, had I one really, child all of a sudden greg grew 20 years somehow i really quickly though need to shout out how I'm out here living, trying to live my life, trying to recover from this illness. And I feel like, Greg, you fought me so many times on the internet. And we were just fighting all the time for no reason. I don't know what I did to you. I'm just here. I'm living my life. That's part of working with Greg Miller. See, again, yeah, this like, goes back just, to it. I think it's, it. the COVID just made you even more sensitive. Where I wasn't really giving you the business. I was just doing my normal Greg Miller stuff to you. You know what I mean? Like, I know you, Janet, better than you know yourself. You didn't want me coming over like, oh, are you okay? I'm going to send some flowers or a blanket. You wanted the shots I on the 
the well, Twitter. You wanted somebody to treat you normally. Weren't you sick of everybody showing up in the hazmat suits you know, to your house? I'm just, I just got to say that, you know, Isaiah's friend uh, sent us some wings, you know, in the mail. Yeah. I didn't, I, you know, I was checking my line. My line was dry from kind of funny. I'm just going to throw that out there. Y'all got my address. Oh, I, I sent a get well soon. wing guy. I am the wing guy, yeah, yeah, but I don't need to prove that, all right. And kind of funny, it takes care of you all the time. Look at all the merch you're wearing all the time that I think we send yeah. you. We don't buy. I do like the desk was very nice. The desk, yeah, was we gave you a desk for God's sake. Desk you know is really I mean? nice. Yeah, to work. No, what did IGN do? Pear just flicked a cigarette at you as you left. Hey, if we're if we're using the line as IGN, I feel like we took a couple of wrong turns to begin with. Um, the PSN yeah, message this week comes from Delaney Twinning, who writes into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, just like you can. It says. <gasps> Out of the four face button colors, which one is the best? Colors. Now, this is interesting. It's face button. These are the sacred symbols, of course. The face button colors. Not which face button is the best, because we'd all agree it's X. I well, no, we... I say square. We're not talking about that, though. So we don't, yeah, we're colors, gonna you, get you don't have to throw your strays at me as I come through. I'm just a, I'm just a humble podcast host. Well, no, you said X with way too much confidence. And when the answer because no, it's the one we use everything here in America. That's not the question. Yeah, but like square is like the action button. You know, you're hacking and slashing with square. What are you doing with, with X? Jumping? Every question is the here. color. Accepting, the question is going the color. Sorry. X doesn't even have confidence in, in itself, right? Like, what do we call it X or do we call it cross? Square knows what it is. The question was about the color. And I, I think, think it's still square. As far as the color. I think it's still square, too. I think it too. might be square as well. Because yeah, I think I mean, the Honestly, for color, I would say fun. square, yeah. Square. yeah. Paint, but like, we don't paint. acknowledge color anymore. Like, look at the dual sense. It's not a thing anymore. I was thinking about well, that, because we get the color one... dual senses. Like, on the white dual sense. Yeah, even on the basic dual sense, it's there's no color. Great point, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, what? like, Mike has a lot to say about the dual sense. Um on a bad like it's just like unnecessary of like his complaints about the dual sense keep the trying one bless. Thing, <laughs> it'll get there eventually you the got one it. No, thing yeah, that's good. not good about the dual sense it needs to have those face button colors because i miss them here i the agree but it's it's the thing of their design is so detroit become human futuristic that i understand why they took out the colors but i do miss them they should Here's do the a retro skin they yeah, should like do a that retro sure. controller color that. a retro like faceplate color 100 i like the colors as well I don't miss them on these controllers because I feel yeah these these control the dual senses are all so designed to a T. What I will say is, Mike, of course, from the kind of funny X cast. I don't want him saying anything about it. First off, we all know his opinion is terrible because he hates the dual sense, which is an outrageous thing to say. But more importantly, what drives me crazy about my Xbox controller, I got the pink Xbox controller over there, is the fact that they then go put the colors still on it. They don't put the colors on the buttons anymore. They then have a little inlay on the controller that has the the, the colors there. It throws off yeah. the whole motif. I hate it. And you have to put batteries on So What's with that, Greg? Oh, it's because Phil Spencer Dude, hates the environment. Uh, I had to change my batteries yesterday. It's the worst. I, I still have the plain charge kit. You should buy that probably. Plain yeah, the, the charge bucks. kit? Plain charge, plain charge. Yeah. Little battery. Little, they, they, sell, they sell an official lot thing. I think mine might even be... Is it like a bulky thing you put at the back? No, no, no. You open up the battery pack, you pop it in right there, you charge it with USB-C through as normal. Yeah. Oh, through USB-C. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, as a controller, I'll get it. Because, like, right yesterday, what I was doing when I was, I was playing uh, Cuphead, I was in a, this is a PlayStation podcast. But listen, we can throw shade at Xbox. But it's not like Mike's not listening. Uh, I plugged in my phone charger into my Xbox controller, but that became a problem because my phone started to die. And so I had to choose which one I wanted to be alive between my phone and my Xbox controller. 
I like yeah. that. I like that. Uh, the pink Xbox controller. But yeah, I but what look what I'm about. talking about with the face buttons, right? Yeah. Where they they put the little dots of color in there in case this is your first controller of all time or something. See, that's weird because I have the Outriders box being accepting to everybody and new gamers. On my Outriders controller, they don't have that. Yeah, well, it's because that's a super custom one, right? That's not one you just bought in the store. That's stores. a nice controller. Yeah, I like it a lot. If only I used it more. All right, right, then we decided it's pink. That's easy. Yeah, the square. Yeah. I like it because it's not. It's a. It's it can be an understated pink. You know, and it's not like I like, don't get me wrong. I obviously like is that, it. Is it pink or is it purple? I think of it as purple. I think it was purple. I think it was just a understated pink. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm just saying. That's yeah, I've I always I've always seen it as purple. But I really I'm gonna go what? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I I see it as purple as well. It's um That's pink. Square is this, button. Is this pink or purple to you? That it's shirt's pink. purple. It's he says canonically pink. Isaiah says can, what canon canonically. Is on? And what is canon does he work are we for talking about? Yeah. Did you have to say this like, is pink? Does he have the PlayStation George Lucas Bible? says it's know? canonically pink? Um everyone's clowning you for this. Who said this? It's like how it's and not X. But who said? PlayStation. <laughs> who like Mr. PlayStation? Like yeah. he just said PlayStation said that it's pink. I was like, who's that? What is because cir- circle's orange, right? You know what? I think it is kind of pink. Are you fucking kidding me? No, circle is red. No, circle is definitely red. Circle is definitely red. Is this what color is this to you? What's the triangle to you? Triangle. What's that's green. Green. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank and God. The, the X and the cross. What is that? X is blue. Any Ron okay. in the chat goes really blessing. Greg's shirt is purple, my dude, and I agree that yeah, this would be purple. I, I agree. That pink your isn't shirt. in your face. It isn't like a bam pink. It isn't bam. When you look at Janet's it's, it's shirt in that pink. square, is that not pink. purple? It looks more the purple shirt on looks the shirt. Her shirt, shirt looks purple for some yeah. reason. But when you look at the controller, or the the uh, uh, online version of the button, it's pink. You know what? Okay, look, no, looking at the square. I feel like this is an officially licensed shirt. Looking at so. it in front of a white backdrop, I think helps it helps the pink pop a little bit. But seeing the pink on black, I think makes it look purple. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm willing to give up that that is, is that pink, is indeed Yeah, pink. you guys are right. It's pink. But yeah. circle is for sure orange, right? That's like no, it's a, definitely red. That's three thousand percent red. Like look at look at the look at what you're seeing on screen right now, the circle, and then compare that to the PS I love you, the red it and does PS look, I love you. It does look orange on this picture, but it's definitely red. It looks more. I've it looks like always a hot, seen as orange. Like an orange red. It's, it's like red. that one crayon that I loved as a kid. It was like the the fire orange or something like that. Like it's a it's a best of both worlds. It's like hot Cheeto, yeah. Yeah. In the chat, Joey, I think the yeah I think the white is throwing it off more. In the chat, Joey D says circle is definitely orange. I get the pink versus purple confusion, but circle is definitely orange. It is yeah. not. It's red. He, and the here's what I would say, orange, right? Orange, like Tim's jacket, deep cut. No one has ever <laughs> wanted to yell at us uh, about every anything as much as people who watch any of the shows, right? Like the PSI Love You colors are built around the PlayStation logo colors, right? That are red. And I'm talking about the PlayStation logo now, the P and the S and the little yellow on the mm-hmm. ground. You know what I mean? But that's where they're drawing inspiration for the button, right? That red no, is not. Because there's not, it's not like there's yellow on the controller. Yeah, no, that's why when Tim tried to sell me on that originally, I was like, I don't buy it 100%. should be pink. But then he was like, the logo. I'm like, I get the logo from, you know, when the, the PlayStation logo. But the yeah. PlayStation logo, obviously. PlayStation still... logo is red. Like, I agree with you there, but I do think the, the circle button is indeed orange. Is there. What, what design Bible did. Um... Get this out of here. This is not official <laughs> in any sense of a word. <laughs> just just a smattering of shapes. What design Bible was Isaiah looking at when he said oh, it, was, it was canon? I don't know. He just said that PlayStation said this. He didn't tell me when they said it. Probably one of their eight million blog posts. You know, <laughs> is this <laughs> a big deal as you say it? I don't know. This is what I have to deal with. Going back to the, I, I don't know what 
video this image is from. But going back to the the original uh, PlayStation controller, right? That yeah, looks PS1. red to me. That, that is red. really it's definitely, it's that definitely is red. red. That looks orange to me. <laughs> it's well, like a hot you orange. Might want to get your eyes checked. You might want to get your eyes checked. I've always thought Loki that I might be colorblind, but that's mainly dark blues and black. I cannot tell the difference. Orange and red, I've never had a problem with. And like, it sounds like at least one person in chat agrees with me with the orange thing. That looks like orange to me. Is uh, do we want to do a at kind of funny games poll? No, you're gonna lose that poll so bad. No, I probably one I that. listen. I'm outnumbered here, so I probably will lose that poll. But I think there's probably a percentage that's with me. I can do I'll it. Bet. I'll bet. Let me do it. I'll just do it on mine. I'm already doing. Settle I'll bet that twenty to twenty five percent are gonna be on my side. Now that I, I said it, I'm gonna lose. I think it's gonna hard. be like twelve percent <laughs> high, like highest. I'll also but. Google what percentage of people are colorblind. Ooh, that's great. Actually, do that as well. That'd be that'd be wild if it was like one for one. I feel like wouldn't you know that though from don't they do some of those tests of the eye doctor and you wear glasses so I feel like you would know if you yeah I went to the eye doctor uh, last year I don't think they I don't remember doing a CVD yeah they make you do that test where there's like all the dots Mm, and like some of them are purple or pink or red or whatever the I don't know how to I'm not an optometrist so here's here's what it is I don't because I'm not trying to sway the vote and I don't think I am because unless you're watching live what up trogs you want to know settle the craziest argument I've ever been in (laughs) it's the PlayStation Circle button dot 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 red or orange well no red orange you don't know which side i'm on that's good yeah no that's, yeah, that's even i like that sure Sing uh, it for an hour and 45 so we can check in as okay well. uh, is this like here's the color thing right? blindness like, affects about seven to eight percent of the population okay that's like, i think uh, it's just i think it's just your perception because i can see why you call it orange because it's not like a super deep primary red in all its iterations and see i'll give you However, that too to as me, well especially when you look at other things like all the colors here are not like hot pink, evergreen green, uh, royal blue, you know, fire truck red. Like they all are muted to a degree. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, like with with Square, I see it. Like with Square, I understand how. Right next to each other. So after after looking at the Square button on a black controller for so long, how putting it up against white. Oh shit. Okay, that's actually pink. With Circle, seeing it in other places, I'm still like that is orange. But I might be crazy. This isn't a Daft Punk situation. I mean, it's one of those. This is gonna go, and these will change as you go. But like, you're not, you're not alone. That's the okay. thing. It's like once you said it, and you were so confident. I'm like, oh my god, other people believe this. And even we had uh, Joey D over here, right, who clearly got kicked by a mule this morning. He's not. His rods and cones are all over the place. He agrees with me. But right now, I got seventy five twenty five on my poll in favor of red. Seventy five twenty five. Okay, yeah. that's exactly. That's, that's exactly early. What I call it. It's like the it, Twitter polls kind of flip out. Seventy thirty now. We'll see. Okay. What, we'll see. So I'm not entirely 20. crazy this time around. You are not entirely crazy. I'll yeah, like Barrett crazy. brought up that image. That looks clear. That looks orange, like clear as day orange. This? Me. Yes. No. This is no. so red to me. Interesting. That look like I, the I'm, I'm looks scheduling an eye doctor to pink than it does to orange. You know. Square is. Oh yes. Well. Hmm. No, I, I'm looking at square. I'm looking at square right now because square looked. For a second purple and then it snapped back to pink almost like that dress situation on facebook a few years oh, ago man. That? exactly what it is and let me tell you the, this decided. again i am this is a shocking turn of events right where it's like ame responds it's a it's a peachy orange color would be closer to pink than red it's not red directly underneath is max who goes who on earth says it's orange <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am shocked by the revelation, everybody. What was supposed to be the nice icebreaker question will now madden us this entire show. I'm shocked. 
This that you guys are if so... we just answered the actual question and then walked away, but that never happens here. So no, of course not. That, well, that yeah. would be a fun podcast, you know. It's the fact that like we have like red on the top and bottom of our of our squares here. And that's so red. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And these like this is red clear as day. Well, you put I, I, a circle I next those to that. Colors aren't based off of the the face logos. Those are based off the original OG. Yeah, the logo PS, logo, sure. the PlayStation yeah. logo. Well, like the circle that you're showing is like so far from this for me. My, it, it's, that's an orange. It is farther like, pull from up, it. Pull up an orange and then pull up the circle and put them next to each other. Well, colors are gradients, though, is the thing. I feel like this moment in time speaks to a lot of what this show is. Also. I like it. And that now the Lucas King in the responses. What we see, what we're looking at. <laughs> Lucas King in the responses has a, he's holding his red controller, his uh, Dual Shock 4. It says red controller for contrast with the button on it. He goes, it's red. <laughs> and like when he's doing this, I'm like, I thought it was going the opposite way of him holding up. It was going to be, here's a red, a red controller. looks yeah. like the button clearly isn't red. That looks more red to me. Really? I, I'll give it this. Maybe it's a faded red. Like, it's definitely not it's hot red. Like Just like, like a faded uh, pink? Correct. But this is almost like a, the burnt or, orange situation that Tim was talking about with his jacket, where I'm like, yeah, yeah. a faded red is just orange at that point. Right? Like red is <laughs> orange is red. It's the same thing as always. Where we're, it's not the red you think of when you think of red. Uh, I have K- uh, Carl Wade in the, my responses here. It says anybody that calls it orange needs to test their eyes. Also, the PlayStation manual says it's red. So incites this. Okay. When you press the PlayStation button, the light bar will glow to a uniquely assigned color. The color uh, that it is assigned depends on the order in which it, uh, in order in which the user presses the PlayStation button. The first controller to connect is blue. The second is red. The third is green, and the fourth is pink. Here's what I'll say. I I am scheduling an eye doctor appointment soon because it's it's about time for my yearly eye checkup. I'll ask him. I'll be like, hey, is there a way I can do a quick colorblind test? But again, I, I, don't, it's, I don't think this is a pro- your problem. I think it is like the, it, it exists not in a true red or a true orange. I think Janet's going to bring up a color wheel right now and I, I think did, this might solve something. I did send over a color wheel. Now, granted, this is the first one I like randomly found. So there's like, but it kind of backs our point. So we will cite it as it, the one that is the real one. Yes. It, I would argue that the PlayStation Red is a, is that smoothie color, which is labeled red orange in this color wheel. Ooh, see, I would think it's more of a candy apple, but yeah, okay, okay. Here, what? Here's... It's definitely candy not candy apple. apple. Smoothie, look at how light smoothie is. It's not it's that pe- light. Well, maybe it's not that light. Yeah, I would it say candy apple. Sometimes. Thank you very candy. much, Barrett, for once again being on the right side of history. Yeah. Uh, Barrett, this is what like I need smoothie. from you. I need you to open up Photoshop. I need no. you to go to the color tool. Oh. I need you to. This is what I, I was you, trying to get Andy to come do this, but Andy isn't responding to my slacks. I need you That's to use dramatic. like the color drop thing, sample the PlayStation button orange, and then just uh, paint bucket it onto the I'll screen. I'll just let you know right now. OB, my OBS uh, uh, does not like when um, I open up Photoshop. So what I is Andy doing? Bang on his door. You know, I, you know, actually, he was doing some stuff. I think for an important project. Don't, <laughs> don't bang on his door. Don't bang on his door. <laughs> A lot of people are clicking through this episode for the God of War talk. And you know what? <laughs> hey, this is what you There's get when you, when you open up PS Love You. Speaking of the God of War talk, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump to topic of the show. It has finally happened. Sony Santa Monica has ended their silence, of which was just saying we're not ready to announce a date. It announced a date, November 9th, ladies and gentlemen, 2022. God of War Ragnarok is coming. Blessing. What were your first thoughts when you saw the news? Cool. I'm glad we can finally all put it to rest. I've been so tired the last few weeks of the back and forth on the internet. 
of just angry, rabid fans just like asking for a date so hard that it turns from asking into harassment, and then you get you start to become ashamed <laughs> as somebody who really likes PlayStation, as somebody who is also looking forward to God of War, being like really do we have to do this do people have to be shitty and have to go after these developers reminds uh, me a lot of insomniac spider-man about the puddles and then about the raimi suit where yes. it all went from fun and games to like oh my god leave these people alone yeah like these people are human beings leave them leave them the fuck alone uh that said i'm happy to have the date you know it's exciting that it's still coming this year i am surprised that it's not uh, they didn't announce it through doing a playstation state of play that's how they've been doing a lot of the individual game stuff not not necessarily not saying necessarily that they won't do a state of play for god of war but i am kind of happy that they didn't um at the same time because this is a game that i think we're all already sold on and uh i think the the further we can get to to the the closer we can get to the game without uh big reveals dropping through trailers and all that stuff the more excited i'm I'm gonna be for it like i want the mystery i want to know nothing going into it so i can be surprised by every single element of the game um so i i'm I'm really excited i want to start you know i want to get through what janet thought too when she rolled over in her sick bed to find out about this but also uh marty primit wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says now that we have a release date when do you think we'll see more of god of war ragnarok hey mm. playstation circle button is it red or orange <laughs> just the pause <laughs> <laughs> marty <laughs> marty says when do you think we'll see more god of war ragnarok it seems weird we've only seen a few minutes of it when the game is coming out in four months janet do you think we'll get a state of play for god of war ragnarok I think so, just because you want to market the game. And I feel like I'm trying to think of, is there a major PlayStation release where we didn't get some form of specific highlighting? And I don't think there is. So that's why I would argue that we will get something. Um, But I'd also argue that I don't think it's going to be super insightful in terms of what we can expect in the same way, especially looking back on Horizons. Like, I think thinking about how Horizon did theirs, it was a lot of looking at the mechanics and kind of the general combat but even like what happened didn't actually end up happening in the game so it was kind of just like a it was meant to be like the vibe so i think we'll get more of that kind of thing rather than i don't know something that's super insightful in terms of like the overall story i think it'll be a lot more mechanically focused with like me maybe a little bit of like narrative highlighting but even that i kind of hesitate to have much i think they're a lot more into the sort of breadcrumbing and the tone setting yeah. In terms of revealing narrative, um, just kind of letting people piece together things about what does um, this specific depiction of like Kratos and Atreus might, what does this might imply about the relationship? You know, like I've seen like people talk about, well, he's he's crafting his arrow. So it like shows that they sort of, and then he's in the background. So it's like, oh, they're more like separated. Maybe this, that, and the other. You know, I think it's going to be a lot more mysterious going in. Um, but I do think we'll get something because they want to sell you the game. I think they will too. I, you know, I don't know if it'll, I would imagine you get, I see it one of two ways. Obviously they put out this, the footage we're seeing right here. They put out a cinematic trailer this week with it. And then from there, you got to do more gameplay. And I don't know if you go and you do the whole, Hey, we're doing the horizon thing. Let's explain nuts and bolts. Very, very, you know, uh, uh, minute detail of what's going on, but I still, I don't want to say hold out hope, but I still have the inkling very similar to you bless that number one i don't need more about this game i'm sold on this game but from what we've seen so far and the fact that we haven't seen much i really do hold out hope that they're gonna it's gonna be a raiden kind of thing where you're gonna be playing this game and it's gonna be everything we've seen is from the first hour and a half and then it just goes bonkers into a different place you never saw it going that's what that's where i come down on in terms of if they do do a state of play how do how do they do it because 
I, I, I feel like comparing this to Horizon, right? Horizon is a game where jumping from Horizon Zero Dawn into Forbidden West, the stuff that they're showing aren't really spoilery at all. It is, hey, here's new weapons, here's new enemy types, here's, you know, new, you can swim now, you've upgraded melee. It's all the nuts and bolts stuff that you'd really want to show to get people who uh, are already excited for the game more excited or people that might not have been excited about it, maybe get them excited, excited and involved. Whereas God of War... The mechanics of God of War 2018 are so entwined with the story and who the characters are where, you know, if the if you have a new weapon as Kratos, do you want to reveal that or do you want that to be a surprise in the game? If you have a new ability, right, or if you're playing as Atreus or if there's a brand new enemy, right, there, there are so many elements of stuff that would be mechanically involved in God of War Ragnarok that I would save for the game. Like, I feel like revealing them in a state of play would end up being spoilery anyway. 100%. Yeah. And you don't want that. And again, like it, how much? How much do you need to sell this game? Like, you don't. But it's gonna, it's gonna be just fine. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. fucking stoked about it. So I hope well, they why lie not to us. sell it anyway? I, you know what I mean? I, like, no. I think. Sorry, go, go ahead, Barrett. No, 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 no. Go for it. Um, oh. with the state of play, I think you just do a, uh, not even go into the the depths that the Horizon one did, but you just do a snippet like they did when they originally revealed God of War 2018, where it's literally like. We didn't know where in the game that was, and like even like with that like ten minutes of gameplay footage, you know you got enough to just understand what the combat looked like, and that was like pretty much it. That like and you know Kratos has this child, and they uh, are going to go on this big wild adventure because I remember the the shot ending after they kill the deer of just like you know the dragon flying over them and stuff like that. Very different shot in the the final game, obviously, but. Um, I think you can do something like that, like eight minutes very early on in the game to give you a sense, because the big question a lot of people have been having is like, is this going to be sequelitis? Are they, is this going to be more iterative, like uh, Ratchet and Clank, where they're not really like doing a whole uh, lot different um, that'll like keep it to a 10 out of 10, like uh, God of War 2018. And I think they could show just enough of like, hey, the big difference here is enemy variety. And, you know, even though moment to moment Mm -hmm. gameplay isn't going to change a lot because we're changing up enemy types, it's going to change the way you're thinking about combat. Um, And I think if they have something like that that could be very easy for them to quickly get in and out show just enough to get people hyped for the release in let's say it's in september two months away right um i you know i, I think they could easily do that and I'll, i also think you, they could also maybe show a set piece like one set piece and have it have that sure. thing you know they did that for uncharted 4 they did that quite a few times actually but um the one that i remember standing out was where it was the chapter where uh you're driving through and i think it leads into like the clock tower stuff or leads yeah. out of that camera yeah the, yeah so the, the, the taking it's, the jeep down the down the road that was right? at yeah. e, that e3 that year i think that was their last e3 or not the last yeah year, but like it was at least toward the end and it's funny because i watched that like i was doing um you know like e3 like memory stuff on minmax and we watched that and i was i had just played it and i'm like oh i'm so glad that like i forgot this happened because it was really cool to experience it organically um but yeah yeah like could you do that for god of war ragnarok right like hey let's not show our chips let's not show any surprises we i'm sure this is a game that's full of set pieces and full full of extended sequences of um really cool battle scenes really cool choreography really cool cutscenes. let's just show one Right, like, what if it is Kratos and Atreus versus a drag, another dragon, or like some other kind of beast, and we do that for eight minutes and have that be the thing to whet your appetite to then get into the the actual game when it releases? I'm in. Do it. But, ladies and gentlemen, 
th- we have a lot of things to talk about. So we're, we're arguing about this part. And when you'll see it, of course, answering this question, we're arguing about colors and stuff like that. We have to make predictions for Ragnarok, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a time capsule. We know now, November 9th, a Wednesday, which we'll get to in a little bit. That's a weird day. Uh, for God of War Ragnarok, but we need to make predictions. Now, this is all obviously key to you having beaten the game. This is, uh, you have to, uh, to know where we're going, you have to know where we've been kind of thing. And so, even before we get to the predictions, we have to talk about when we're doing a PS I Love You replay of this because it has to happen. I'm I'm rusty, bless uh, Janet. I See, need to replay this game. I've been going back and forth on if I'm going to replay it. And Are you worried about like having too much? Yes, because that happened to me with Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Not that that ruined the game for me or anything like that, but we sure. did do the re-review of Ratchet & Clank 2016. And, you know, I had fun with it, went into Rift Apart, and still really enjoyed Rift Apart, but by the end of it, I was like, oh, man, I'm ratcheted out. Like, I'm not as excited about this franchise anymore. I think uh, it's a symptom of Ratchet & Clank specifically, and I know that's going to so? people mad because I always drag Ratchet & Clank. But I, I was there since day one. Like, you can't come for me. I had the guide with the sealed secret section. I love that game. I love that franchise. However, I think it's it, there's so many iterations of it, and it never really has made a big revamp or pivot like the big thing with the new one was just that it was really beautiful looking and they did do some cool stuff with some extra characters and things um but i i don't think you have to worry about that as much i hope not this one because you know i I mean as core right like we've seen the that uh the og trailer for god of war ragnarok where they are showing off gameplay uh and it is you know you have the the leviathan axe it seems like you have the blades of chaos too uh your boat you got the you got the boat. You also have like uh, it was like oh, it's the same board. animation for getting in the boat. Shut up! <laughs> but <laughs> I, 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 game you get in a boat. I think gameplay wise, a lot of it is going to be similar up until when hopefully it's not right. Like, but see, that's my thing is I think I that's why I got to go with the red herring thing. Is they're showing mm-hmm. us so much stuff that you look. I've said it before on the show after they showed the first gameplay of it in the, in the fast snippets that Barrett showed, where I was like, honestly, it's been long enough that you could have shown me that. And I probably it told me it was God of War. And I'm like, oh, was it? I don't know. Well, maybe. OK, I can kind of see it. Like the fact that I feel that way about it makes me think that that's going to be a red herring. And so they're going to switch it up right away. And I don't know if that means we play as a trace right away. I don't know if that means we get rid of the all of and axe right away. And we're on to something else. And maybe I'm totally wrong. And maybe it is just this is the sequel to God of War. So you are using that same stuff and like. But like, are we gonna start the game with the axe, with the blades, and be ready? Like, it's just. I think so. Like, I yeah. my and this is probably gonna where we, be where we transition to predictions. My prediction is that Not exactly, chief. For first third into first half, you are doing the traditional. You're playing as Kratos. You have the Leviathan axe. You have the blades of chaos, and it's the gameplay you know and love from God of War 2018. And then somewhere along the line, like if you're when uh, during the trailer that Barrett has brought up right now, um, right, that gameplay, the the longer gameplay tra- trailer that dropped, I think last year or maybe earlier than that for God of War Ragnarok, um, a lot of the back and forth between Kratos and Atreus is about this war against Asgard. Oh man, dad, you have to think, I forget if he says dad, but the father, you have to think like a general, right? Like not like a, like a father, right? You have to like, we have to be in this mind, mind state for war. Atreus is ready for war. Kratos seems like he's very much trying to not go the, the, the war route. Sure. And my prediction is that uh, Loki slash um, Atreus is going to push it there. Where it is like, no, we gotta go. To, we gotta go to war. Like they're after us. We gotta fight Freya and Odin and Thor and all these guys. And in that process, again, about like a third to a half into the game, that is when Kratos dies. I think Kratos dies during that whatever this fight against Odin and uh, and Thor becomes. And then that's when when Atreus takes over. And the gameplay does shift because it does become uh, Atreus rocking whatever weapons he's doing. Right, the bow and arrow, maybe a new uh, melee weapon, something along those lines. Well, he probably picks up Dad's weapons, right? 
Maybe. But then, of course, you got to get into this whole thing that I'm sure we'll get into in predictions of how complicated the mythos here is. Uh, actually, yeah, you know what? Barrett, if you want to stop this, can you bring up uh, – I've linked it here at number seven on the prediction thing, at number A. This is, of course, when Corey Barlog came in for our spoiler cast uh, for God of War 2018. We asked questions that then got into time travel and then really fucked up my mind. So can we watch that real quick, Barrett? Yeah, give me a second here. Prepping you do your it, thing. We'll listen in. As, right. you're, as you're prepping, Greg, you mentioned like he's going to pick up his dad's weapons. Another prediction of mine is that in that same war segment, Thor dies. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. uh, Atreus picks up the uh, Mjolnir oh, yeah. as his weapon. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know that's I, I, yeah. I, is it Kratos or Atreus or whoever we're throwing. This Milner is interesting stuff, yeah, and are. I have a rebuttal after we watch this little clip from Corey Barlog. Hell Excellent. Yeah. We'll, after this, serpents. we will recognize the nation uh, of Barrett. No, because you've seen him in the same place at the same time. Is Kratos the world serpent? Uh, no, because you've seen him in the same place at the same time. But you know, um, he got kicked through time or whatever. Remember, the world serpent exists kind of all over the place. That's that was a big thing true. you guys said in your game. And then Kaz, yes. you know, Kaz here says in the, in the same thing. So, as the serpent is Loki's, Atreus' son. That's in traditional myth, correct? That is the myth. Okay. Yep. Is he going to be born as Kratos dies? And indeed, Kratos being sent back in time to help them stop the true ending of Ragnarok explains the beard and the white and the red scales on the world serpent. All right. Uh... Cause I can tell you that all these things are going to be answered uh, in the future, but the, we've set a lot of uh, things in motion with this game, and uh, we intend to sufficiently answer every one of these things. Is Kratos the world? Thank you. Thank you very much, there, Barry. Thank you very much. Now, as I said, the floor here at PS, I love you, XO, XO. Well, I, I recognize the great senator from the state of Cleveland. No, I don't don't label me as a senator from anything from Ohio. I don't want to be I don't want to be associated with any of the shit that's happening in that state right now. Uh, shout out to Lakewood at Ohio, though, for still trying to protect its citizens. Um, I think they're going to double down on Kratos and you're just going to play as Kratos this entire game. I think you get separated from Atreus at one point, though. Hmm. OK, OK. okay. We- I also don't think that Kratos would die. I just don't. I I just don't think they're going to do that. Like, I feel like I I think it's always been a story inherently about Kratos with, you know, Atreus just kind of being a part of that story. And I think there might be a time when you play as Atreus or they, you maybe you think Kratos might be dead. But I just I just don't see them actually killing him off. And I don't know that they would. I like the idea of Atreus sort of like picking up where kind of Kratos left off in terms of mechanics. But I feel like how would you differentiate that? Like, it would just be a worse, you know, what I mean? like mechanically, I feel like that wouldn't hit as hard or be as good. So I don't think they could just See, be like, well, now he's in that role because it wouldn't have that same feel. So so here's where I'll, I want to jump in on this because I want to well, I'm going to go through. I want these answers. Our time capsule here for Ragnarok. We can come back to maybe on our spoiler cast in November, I guess. You say you, Janice says Kratos won't die. I say he will. I think I think he does die here, and I do think he plays Atreus. But I think what happens is, and this is where it's so, so weird. And if you if you didn't listen to our spoiler cast, and I know a lot of you did because it's so successful. But go check out the kind of funny spoiler cast for God of War with Corey Barlow, because Corey's great in it and doesn't pull punches and talks about both behind the scenes for 2018 and a little bit teases going forward, but talks a lot about the fact that there are so many different Norse myths, and that even the scholars of Norse mythology, scholars of Norse mythology can't agree necessarily on points so there's a lot of room for them to play around with it i do there's a one a whole thing about how the world serpent is atreus's son and how it looked like as you're playing or loki's son as you play through that it wouldn't look that way but then the wall does say that indicating maybe atreus or aka loki goes back in time i think that is interesting where stick with me 
it could be very interesting and i don't I, it's up to them to explain it of course but that when ragnarok happens here and they go and fight the thing and they have to kill the thing and yada yada, yada that atreus gets kicked back through time and then you know grows up as loki in that world he's the one that blows uh the horn right to talk to call the world serpent remember when kratos is trying to help out uh, loki in the first game and everybody's like who blew the horn and there's a whole conversation in that spoiler cast with uh cory about who blew the horn i think it could be loki aka you know older atreus who's grown up throughout this thing and then i think when kratos it's almost i wouldn't even be surprised if we get kicked through time, play for a while, and then, you know, whatever, get there. And then by the time we get there to be and pick up Mjolnir or pick up the blades or pick up whatever, we are old Loki. And we get to have that conversation with uh, Kratos as he dies, or we get to play alongside him for a while, but we play as old Loki who, to your point, Janet, wouldn't just be a weaker Kratos. This is a Loki who has been alive for probably centuries, whatever they're doing with their uh, world building, right? And so he's not big and bulky because i think that's something they nailed so well in 2018 this kratos who feels heavy right he is a grown-up version of uh, atreus so he is light on his feet he is doing kick flips and back flips and weird it's like the the joel ellie uh, transition right from last was one last was two yeah but they play way more similarly in my opinion like i mean i know like oh like ellie's more agile because joel was like but it's like i feel like that's more like the mechanics like grew up and evolved over the span of time between the two games rather than a commentary on the character's inherent ability. That's kind of apples and oranges because they don't—they're not like ma- like super magical or powerful. Yeah. Even though I, I mean, they did, the strongest they, woman in the world they did, moving I, these giant milk crates. They did market it that way though. Like I remember leading into the Last of Us Part Two, they, they were talking about how yeah, Ellie is more agile than Joel because she, she's younger and she's more lean and like got them good she knees. Can, she got the better knees, and so she can like hide under cars and shit that, that Joel can't do. Even the last part one is coming through, and we'll see if Joel can hide under cars in that game. He's but not yeah, hide under the cars. I don't think. I, don't think I want so. him to though. I don't the more I've thought so. about it, yeah, the more I'm like, they're not gonna do it. Are I they? don't think because I think. Yeah, I don't think well, now are. now we're talking about a different game, but like I think it would <laughs> fundamentally change what that experience was in a way that seems more extreme than what they seem like they're gonna be doing. I don't know. We'll get to that later, yeah. I guess. But, but to, to bring it back here, right? Like, I I do like the question of. If you're playing as an Atreus that inherently just feels different from Kratos because he isn't big and bulky and he hasn't been this like this god of war with all the muscles with the and think about it like if he's using Mjolnir and he's got his bow and arrow right and again Mm -hmm. this is where you're saying first half of the game I think it's I would think it's like mere hours into the game you this whole thing happens and that's why we've seen the footage we've seen of them together and it looks very similar but then you do this thing and it's this huge shift and we get a trade in my in my head i I treat it as the blades of chaos moment from god of war 2018 where it was here's the big shift right now you're going from the leviathan x into this new weapon but this new weapon is actually the old weapon it's the blades of chaos and you have this shift of gameplay but it works because you know sony santa monica they're fantastic at what they do that's kind of the same shift and moment but i do like the idea that it is happening 10 percent of the game in the way that it's a Metal Gear Solid 2 thing of, oh, you thought it's going to be this? Actually, the whole game is going to be this entirely different thing that is still honoring the the legacy of the previous one, but is able to stand on its own and exist as, as its own because now you are this t- apparently time-traveling Loki. That that blows my mind a little bit, the idea of, of time travel, but I'm not like... I, I'm not dismissive of it. I like sure. the idea, but that does seem like a step far for for what. what oh, you don't mind a big old but, fucking but the, talking the, snake? No the Norse deal. mythology, <laughs> like, does say like he gets punched so hard that he gets sent back into time or whatever. Right. Yeah. 
And remember the serpent, uh, and Corey talks about this thing, the serpent recognizes them when they show up or just recognizes Loki. He recognizes one of them or whatever. When he's right, talking they, about well, or, Atreus tells Kratos he like recognizes uh, Kratos or something like that. From what, yeah, I, from yeah, what yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. My, my, so one of my questions, right. Uh, you know, the, Recognizing Barry Courtney from the great state of Hawaii. Thank you. Um, you know, we've got the World Serpent, one of Loki's uh, children. This new cinematic trailer also uh, showed us this big wolf boy, uh, who I'm going to yeah. assume is Fenrir. And so we're we're getting into yeah. multiple of uh, possible Loki children here. So for sure. how do you think for that sure. all plays in as well? Uh, at this well, point? my my question uh, for you guys is: Is this a duology or a trilogy? Like, do they, they said this is a duology? They, they say it they, was they just. Said, eat- yeah. <clears throat> They, I yeah. thought they just said that this is Corey Barlog's last one. Did they say this is the... No, the well, he's not even the, directing this one. they couch it as? They, oh, he's the not, isn't the... Yeah, they, they had said uh, the statement was that this was going to be the last one in this series because okay. it, to do it, a trilogy would be another five years or whatever, and do they really want to work on one game for 15 years? I think was it. I'm playing a little fast and loose with the quotes, but that was the gist gotcha. of it. I asked that because I'm like, man, how much can they fit in here? Right? Like, are you going to get all that stuff in one game? If That's could, why I think awesome. they have to move faster than you do. Okay. You know what I mean? I think if you're going to, and it could also be, there you go. Thank you. God, you're showing us a VGC article. God of War is ending its Norse story because we didn't want to spend 15 years in trilogy. Fuck, I nailed it, guys. No big deal. Uh, I think yeah, especially if you're ending that, that and nice. you're moving to a different God of War, then you're in a different place, right? If you move to Loki, I saw it go through the chat. Um, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but Tyre, Tyre, T-Y-R, Tyr, he's, Tyr. yeah, um, he's, it never been seen before in Norse mythology or whatever, but then people are saying he's in the trailer here, and so that could be the thing. Even though some people have thought that maybe Kratos was him, and yada yada yada, a whole bunch to unpack there. I do think that this is a a new start for God of War. It's an I think this will be the true ending for Kratos, and then they've established new character in in Atreus slash Loki that we hopefully love enough that we want to keep going with, that we want to do some stuff. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm fine, uh, and I believe that they could kill Kratos in this one because. If you're able to do that, and then do you up, think they will? I'm asking you to make a prediction. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Like, like, like that's that, that's that's where I'm standing. I think they kill Kratos sometime in the first half, uh, and you pick up his Loki. And I think even in future games, right? Once you get whatever the next God of War is, if it's in a different mythology, I think it, it could still either star uh, Loki slash Atreus or star an entirely different um, uh, character in a different mythology, and they're, they're able to to continue the franchise that way. So then, now the question becomes. Will Kratos die? Janet says no. Me and Lessing say yes. Janet, will you will you play as Atreus? Yeah. And I'm going. Obviously, I'm going beyond just the you know the button commands to make him shoot arrows or whatever. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I like the idea that I forget which one of you guys like threw it out there of them being separated and that needing to be sort of part of it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say yes. I just don't. Yeah, I'm gonna it there. I'm gonna okay. say yes. Blessing, you're saying yes. I'm saying yes. And I'm, I'll even go as far because I don't see this on the thing. So I'll throw in a, an extra prediction in bomb here. Um, Anger Boda, if I'm saying that, I'm probably I'm probably butchering that name. Um, but like she's the new girl that you see, I believe, toward the end of one of the trailers, right? Uh, the the young black girl with like dreads, who I believe in Norse mythology is supposed to be Loki's partner. If I if I have that correct, um, I think that she'll be your new companion character once Kratos dies. Oh. At least at a certain point, I think she'll be your new companion. Oh, yeah, because I made like a point a to like point her out in the in the trailer. Oh. I love how you spell this out in the doc, by the way. You definitely angry Boda. I heard you perfectly. I heard you perfectly. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, right That's now Baron a fascinating has to hold theory. Up. I like that a lot. I like yeah, that a lot. Yeah, because she has to. She's going to be a major character, right? Because of her relationship with 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 Loki. And then yeah, toward the end of the trailer, they they give her <clears throat> like a whole reveal, like a whole scene of like, hey, look at this person. Like she's here also. Uh, and looking up, right? I believe she's called like the mother of monsters. I did like a very loose Norseology, uh, uh, like a, a research right before this. I believe she is like the mother of like the, the world serpent and maybe even Fenrir. Uh, I yeah, that's right. I'm talking because they're um, both Loki's children. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think she's going to play a, a very heavy role. That's a really smart. Call. And it would make I sense really... to have her be a companion just to get all that narrative in there of like all the back and forth of the talk and the character growth and all that stuff. She's also the ruler of uh, Dead Hell. Yes. Dead yes. Hell. And. This comes back to my original theory, idea of early on you have the war of Kratos and Atreus versus uh, Asgard. I think I I think either ooh I'm gonna do it this way right after that initial the the initial war happens and Kratos dies and you're taking up Kratos and you're taking up a, a Atreus as a character. I think that's when you see Atreus and um, Angerboda kind of team up and then the war does become oh it is Loki it is uh, you know. Um, Brock and Sindri, whoever else that they're friends with, and it right. is Angerboda and her army of like, here's the World Serpent, here's Fenrir, here's the army of the dead from Helheim. I think that's how you actually make that war exciting towards an actual climactic moment in the game. That sounds cool. Everybody rushing onto the battlefield at each other. Yeah, it's like Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, so we we have gone through this. Are we going to play? Are we going to kill? Or are we going to do whatever? Do you think Atreus and Kratos fight, and are we in control of that at some point? Yeah, because I think it'd be dramatic and cool. Yeah, and I don't mean argue. I mean obviously fight, fight, almost. Yeah, yeah you know, like the stranger yeah, yeah, fight like or whatever. Yeah, like throwing hands. Like yeah. that's yes. You want like a boss Ooh. fight situation? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. See, I think it would be. I think if 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 I'm if Atreus gets punted back through time and then Loki shows up and you know this is how I'm going to use my terminology to make it make sense. You have adult Loki show up. I think Loki shows up and it'd be fun to be Kratos and be like, or maybe that's even when you switch characters. But Kratos doesn't believe. That that's actually Atreus, so he immediately mm. escalates it to a fight, and you have to fight him and brawl with him. And uh, you know, at some point, obviously, you say something, "Father." But also, somehow, this up. not being just the structure of Last of Us Two, <laughs> like just you know what I mean? Because I feel like it, that is kind of how that rolls out. I don't think it'd be quite as intensive in terms of like if you were to split the characters and have like separate mechanical experiences with each. Like, I don't think it'd be quite as chaptered out. Like, I think it'd be more integrated than that. This oh, is, sure, 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 sure. This is interesting now that you bring this up because I really like that idea of Kratos and Atreus fighting. And what if that's our kind of uh, the way that the major um, uh, kind of a gameplay test for uh, God of War 2018 was the, the, the fight with the stranger at the very beginning of the game. Yeah. And you get that, that same moment with Atreus, but the, the fight is against Kratos. And we, we do have this image that we've been kind of, like, avoiding talking about. But, like, we do have this straight-up image from the end of 2018 where, Kratos, or where Atreus is, a, a, like, over Kratos' body. His head is, like, split open. And it seems that Atreus is giving uh, birth to possibly the world serpent there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like exactly. a snake coming out of Atreus' mouth. So what if it is that, like... But it's, like, it's like ghostly. Yeah. Oh, leave it up i love it i love it because like you both if you haven't if you're not familiar with this you know both kratos and atreus here are fleshed out filled out like they look like you know 
paintings of them but then the world serpent yeah coming out of loki's mouth is drawn like a sketch rather than a full-fledged uh, and it looks like it's going like i think we've it been assuming like that this is the gold. world serpent but it also looks like it's something also going into kratos or yeah. maybe out maybe. of kratos into atreus like well again there's that rumor that you know the theory that the world serpent is in fact kratos and that could yeah. be it too. and i and i buy that and the the read i had on this was that uh because i i think it's trying this scene was trying to allude to atreus is going to kill kratos but i think it's a little bit of a red herring i my prediction is that um atreus i mean kratos just dies in atreus's arms but that does end up giving birth to the world serpent in some weird time traveling way but i do think that it will be arms tonight which is that more Uh, no (laughs) no i just died in your arms tonight song no it's not that much (laughs) i do think that will be atreus's fault that kratos dies though I, I, I like the idea of uh, the boss fight and Atreus is the one who actually kills Kratos. Yeah, I think that would be really mm-hmm. cool. I like, I think if they fight and in if that they're way. they're fighting because Atreus wants to go like straight up after the, the Norse gods and Kratos really doesn't want to. And he's trying to stop his son from going full force into there. And then after that, like Atreus kills him, gets his way, and then tries to take on the, the Norse gods. And it's... Um, uh, uh, Odin, who punches Atreus so hard that he travels back in time. I think if 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 a if a Kratos, Atreus and Kratos do fight, it'll be in the way that 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 Greg described in like this interesting like time travel. Oh, it's adult uh, Atreus, and he wants to complete this mission, but Kratos won't, won't. Kratos doesn't believe him and wants to stop him. The thing that I find tough is Atreus going all the way and killing Kratos in that situation, unless. It is like a prophecy, like oh, this has to happen, so that we like in like in a Doctor Strange, like oh, there's only one universe where we can win, and I have to give up the Time Stone. I think that's the only way that a an aware version of Atreus is going to kill Kratos, because I do think that they care too much at the, the, about each other, and in, in this moment, like we've seen them struggle in God of War 2018 of, you know, a, a, um, Kratos not being a good father, Atreus learning he's a god and turning into a piece of shit for a scene, uh, and having that like argument back and forth. I don't know <laughs> if we're gonna scene. have <laughs> for a scene for a few scenes actually. I did not like Atreus when he learned he was god. Um, he's a little punk ass kid. I liked it. I mean, I didn't like him, but I liked the scene. But like, I, I I don't know if we're gonna get that level of strained relationship aside from the passive like we gotta go to war, Dad. Dad being like, no, we don't gotta war- go to war. I don't know if they're gonna kill each other necessarily. Blessing. Is Atreus going to fight Kratos? No. No? Okay. I'm saying yes as well. I do think he'll be responsible for his death. But not enough. He's not, they're not going to fight. What if none of this stuff happens also? Hey, we're all surprised by the game. We have a great time. You know what I mean? That's what it's about. <laughs> what if it is just today. like, here's more God of War 2018. Ladies and gentlemen, I will give you an update now on the PlayStation uh, poll we have right now. Settle the craziest argument I've ever been in. Is the PlayStation circle button red or orange? Right now, red is winning, commanding lead, 85.2% to 14.8, which is in line with what Blessing of Fadeh's numbers might be. Uh, We've brought in our color expert, the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds, the globe trotting, head shotting, rootin' tootin', nitro rifle from twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. Color theorist, I prefer. We've brought in the color theorist, aka the Hispanic. Now I'm doing the whole thing again. Hey, Andy, how are you? What do you got for me? Uh, did you want me to Google? Just come in with my opinion. I want you to say, you're the guy who, know, you're the color theorist on the kind of funny staff. I feel like you just know. And I, I mean, I didn't know if you're going to do some weird Photoshop stuff or what. Yeah, but I feel like... Is there is there a way we can go to the the uh, open up Photoshop, go to the color tool, 
do you like the color drop thing where you sample a color so that it'll it'll end up in your Photoshop file? Uh, I could most and then I could see. most definitely do something like that. My I I kind of wanted to come in with the wrong answer because I feel like that was going to piss off Greg the most. Sure. And I feel like maybe just based on Blessing's history with the colors of Halloween that he was going to be on the other side. So I was just going to agree with Blessing. But it doesn't seem like we're kind of having that right now, right? Well, we did this. We went around the block on that part earlier. And then we went to the poll. And that's when it was like, oh, a lot of people are feeling one way or the other about this. Okay. I mean, it's it's red. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not happy about it, but okay. Uh, so you think it's orange? I mean, the, the, the this did. whole time I've thought you it's did. orange. But here's I'm not like, you know, I'm not strongly this has to be orange or else the whole world is crazy, right? Like, this isn't Daft Punk, where everybody talks about how Daft Punk has all these hits. I've only heard two of them. Um, you know, like, I'm willing to accept that I'm wrong here and that I might be slightly, <laughs> slightly colorblind. But it is shocking <laughs> to me. It is shocking to me that everybody thinks it's red. I um, will say when I did the color picker thing, it came up with a little pound sign EE4B0F, which is Orioles orange. Allegedly. There you go. So I don't know. That was surprising. Maybe my reference photo. I don't think know how like official the reference photo I used was. It's red, it Janet. Fine, don't try to come but... in here with this part. I mean, okay? Janet, just, Janet actually I, did some scientific. This is, this is just what but I did. But Janet doesn't Canva. know what she's doing. If you let me loose in Fermilab with a bunch of beakers and stuff on a Bunsen burner, I'm going to do some science stuff, too. I don't know if I'm doing it right. Canva Pro, you know, not to flex, but it is the pro version. Andy, what color color is the square? What color is the square to you, Andy? The square to me, well, again, Janet brings up the different reference photos. I think a lot of the reference photos online differ and vary. I think the square is closest to, like, a pink yeah yeah mm. yeah thank you but you can like you a, can you can see the purple in it though like how somebody would would see that like i'm looking at jana's shirt right now i'm like man that's purple as hell pink is yeah, like a on pale the shirt purple. it looks very purple on the shirt in the in the same way that uh orange is like a a, a light red some would say mm-hmm. <laughs> there you have it. it's definitely pink though also i did the color picker thing and it's like insanely pink when you God do that Blessing is God of War Ragnarok going to get delayed? No, I, I don't think they would announce the state unless they're they're very confident in it. I think that's why it's, that's one of the reasons why it's taken a while for them to actually put it out there uh, in an official capacity is because they want to make sure that they're able they're able to hit it. And I think doubling down now and Corey Barlog being back on Twitter and him quote tweeting people being like, "It's going to happen this year." I think if it's good, I think if it gets delayed, a lot of flack he's gonna feel a lot of flack for it and i don't think that they would do that unless he would do that at least unless like they're to some extent very confident in it agreed janet yeah definitely not getting delayed i mean i feel like that's gonna be clipped out if it does get delayed I, anything can technically happen but i am right there with you blast like they were very i mean it's funny because it's like oh they were very intentional about when they did it everyone's intentional when they do it they just unfortunately had the negativity surrounding it in that it's such like a known like franchise it's a really anticipated game we all had that window so like coverage wise we we're like i wonder when we're gonna see this i wonder when it's gonna happen then you know community wise same thing again sometimes i got extremely toxic which sucks so i just think there was 
more attention on it and that kind of makes it they were just they were just kind of under a microscope in a way that other studios might not be even if they had the same like we also said our game would come out in 2022 but no one cares as much about us following up on that as they did with uh sony santa monica so yeah i think i feel pretty good that they're gonna hit the state is it better than god of war 2018 Currently, that has a Metacritic of a 94 right now, which, of course, oh, is insanely high. Are we, are we talking about Metacritic specifically? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess it's okay. the most boilerplate way to do it. But I think also what you can be of what we think. Because oh, I, I think I think it will technically be, be better. I think it'll have, like, I think the gameplay will be more refined. I think they'll probably have a little bit more variety in terms of weapons and abilities and all that stuff. And, you know, this is them working off of the bones of God of War 2018, which was a 10 out of 10. And so, like, sure. I don't think there's any way to go down from here. I think it'll only get improved from there. I don't think it'll be as revered because I, I, I think to have to have lightning strike twice, right, in, in, in that way and have a masterpiece hit twice that is the most difficult thing for something that came that, that for something that I think is revered as much as it is because it kind of came out of nowhere and was a redefinition of the franchise. God of War Ragnarok is not going to be a redefinition of the franchise, but I do think it'll be a step. It'll be a step up in terms of a, a game. How that reflects on Metacritic, I think, is very interesting because yeah. I think now that we've seen God of War twenty eighteen, there will be I think more opportunities to pick apart. Like, oh man, okay, God of War Ragnarok didn't innovate in these ways or god of war ragnarok did this thing that i liked better in 2018 or even even in ways that when we're talking about narrative 2018's narrative i think is so great because it is so focused and so uh artfully done when we're talking about the cinematic here's a one-shot camera we're gonna have no cuts in this game in, in, in this game in terms of camera we're going to have it focused on atreus kratos and this journey that they're taking with spreading their, their mother's ashes on the top of the mountain i think that is so personal and um like the the story as a whole is so personal for the kind of game that it is in terms of this yeah. Norse action thing, and I don't think that's replicable in God of War Ragnarok, and so I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. That Metacritic won't be as high. Okay, I think it'll be close, but I don't think it'll, it'll be as high. I you said it's funny you said you know building off the bones of uh, you know a ten a masterpiece God of War 2018, you know there's no way for, there's nowhere for it to go down or whatever and I disagree like I think that the standards are so high and expectations are so high and you get into the whole thing of well if they don't let us play as Atreus if it is just what we've seen for another 20, 30, 40 hours or whatever is that gonna bring down the what we what it is and the experience and what you want out of it like I think I can't wait for this game. God of War 2018 is my favorite game of all time right now, and I don't think this can be better than that. Like I, and I, I just don't. I think the, I think the bar is way too high, both for Metacritic and just for personal reception. Janet, interest. I think that it. Hmm, I think it'll be better, but I don't think everyone will agree that it'll be better. Um, I think it will score lower on Metacritic, and that is based on honestly just general vibes of like it's it's they'd have to go really high to go higher i mean the metacritic for god of war 2018 is at a 94 um a recent game that came out that's higher than that is elden ring at a 96 i don't think people are gonna like this as much as elden ring because i don't think people like almost anything as much as they have critically liked elden <laughs> ring um also doing some comparison i feel like and you could argue this several different ways um you know it could be that there's more 
critics that have access that get ranked on Metacritic um, as the years go on. You could argue that maybe our criticism is more refined and granular as time goes on and that results in lower scores. Like there's lots of ways to slide. You could also just argue that maybe the game isn't as good, right? But I look at kind of some of these um, franchise pairings of like the first game, the second game, and obviously some of them are many years apart and you can argue different reasons, whatever. Like Last of Us 1, 95 on Metacritic. Last of Us 2, 93. I feel like that second game is very clearly better than the first game, but Metacritic does not factor out that way. Horizon Zero Dawn, 89 on Metacritic, 88 for Horizon Forbidden West. I think Horizon Forbidden West is way better than Horizon Zero Dawn. Granted, I still don't put either of those at a 10, but I think just based on that, I feel like it tends, when the first one is so high, it is rare for it to be above that, at least on Metacritic. Maybe not, I guess I'd have to check me what, what happened with Portal on Metacritic. Um, but again, that's many years ago, so I don't know how useful that is. But that is what I'm basing it on, that it will be at best the same, probably a point or two lower. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think what part of that too, when it comes to why some of these games score so high, they are revolutioni re revolutionizing a genre to some extent. You know, I go to Elden Ring, and Elden Ring, I would argue, it really pushes the boundaries in terms of what open world games are and what they can be. I'll say the same thing about uh, Breath of the Wild, which I know is really high on, on Metacritic. I'll say the same thing for God of War 2018 in terms of action games. I think that game really pushed the boundaries in terms of, oh shit, an action game can do this. This is what it can be. And I don't know if God of War Ragnarok can do that again for action games, if it is the same kind of God of War game. Maybe there's something in there that's secret that we don't know about that like is really going to change the game. But like, they're not necessarily marketing marketing it that way, and that's totally fine because I think it's still going to be fantastic and a masterpiece and all this stuff. Um, and nobody needs to reinvent the wheel with every single game. If if any studio could do that, then like I don't know the greatest studio of all time, right? I've not heard of a studio <laughs> that's been able to to actually do something like that. Um, it's just so hard to come through with a with a next iteration of a game that's that good. You know, I even look at something like Red Dead Redemption Two, which for all intents and purposes is a technical masterpiece you know that game looks better than any other game that i've played in an open world and like i think it's so technically solid and does a lot of things in terms of role playing that is fantastic but still is very divisive for a lot of people because there are things here and there in terms of following up on the original that gave people a bad taste in their mouths i think god of war ragnarok uh could do the same thing especially if it goes to the crazy places that we think it could go like if it is let's kill off kratos in the first two hours Oh man, you're gonna have another Last of Us Part Two situation on your hands where fans are gonna be so split on For it. Sure. And how does that reflect on on Metacritic and all that? Yeah, I really agree with that. Like in terms of where they take the narrative can really determine how people feel about it. And that's not to argue that if you don't like stories like Last of Us Two, it's inherently because of the content of the story. Um, I definitely know critics that don't like Last of Us 2 or, or criticize Last of Us 2 for just the general structure of the game, that kind of weird almost three-part with the third part's like really small and kind of random. Like, I can't lie, that game has three endings and it did feel kind of weird at times in, in terms of that pacing. U ultimately, mm -hmm. I still enjoyed it, but I totally see the validity of that criticism. And I think this could fall victim to that depending on how, on what they do um, with both the structure and also the characters. I think the other thing, and like, it's interesting because like a challenge as critics is you always want to review the game that's there, not the game that you wanted to be there. But at the same time, you're also forced to contextualize the game in relationship to everything that you know about gaming and game design while kind of acknowledging your own personal tastes and preferences and how that game design hit for you, how that story hit for you personally and what that makes you think of the art in general. 
again, that becomes so much more challenging when you are going one game to the other because you do have to kind of have it in conversation of what did the first game do that you think are room is room for growth, right? Something people bring up a lot is like the enemy variety. And we've already mentioned that, oh, well, maybe we'll see more enemy variety because people got tired of fighting all like the Valkyries, which, you know, granted you didn't necessarily need to and like all the trolls and maybe like some people didn't like the puzzles as much. So you already have, there's a conversation to be had there. While when 2018 dropped, it was like, oh, this is a refresh to God of War. And you knew that it'd have like, you know, things like the the violence, the grit, the the combat that you enjoyed from like the base series. But you also knew this was a reinvention. And it was like, OK, I'm curious as to what new ideas you're presenting. Here we have it in the context of those new ideas already having been presented and what we maybe liked and didn't like about those ideas. So it just gets very conflated and intense to, I think, compare the two in terms I, of numbers. I think I'm with I'm with you, Janet. I think it'll probably most likely score lower on Metacritic. But I think the general conversation is that it'll be a worthy follow-up to 2018 and that people will generally like it more than 2018. The final question is not a prediction. It is back to where we started. When are we replaying as a community with PS I Love You XOXO God of War 2018? I'm with you, Blessing. You don't want to be too close, I understand. Not to mention that when's a good time. I feel like we now we didn't blow anything. Don't get me wrong. I got plenty of time here, but like right now we're back into this crazy review season. There's a million like right now. There's a bunch of stuff hitting that we're getting a lot of codes. We're getting a lot of things we want to be playing. So like right now is not great, and you don't want to burn out, bless. Right. So you're looking at uh, November 9th. I would say then we skip October. Is it something we do in September? I mean, last is part one comes out in September. Mm. Great point. Great point. Is, is but also, like, I guess it's just too crazy. Like second half of September, because well, we're gonna review that game before Last of Us comes out anyway. Um, and so like, the end of Last of Us, Trina. Say again. What's What's Last of Us's date? What's last oh September second. And so we would have been playing that in August anyway, and probably yeah. reviewing it by September second. And when I look through the rest of the month, right, like it is Splatoon three for Switch, which I know Garbage. me and Janet are probably gonna be playing. Uh, Hell yeah, Metal Hellsinger. You know how much time are we are we gonna spend on that? Like I'm gonna play it, but I don't know if that's gonna be a big time sink. And then uh, Valkyrie Elysium for PS4 and PS5, which I don't think you guys are gonna play. I'm thinking no, about good. playing it, we're but good on that, yeah. we'll see. So maybe uh, honestly, September could work. Or I could, say September. Or is that too close to November though? That is kind of close. You get a, you get a month to breathe. The fall gets a little. I guess you'll get. We'll get. We'll theoretically knock on wood. Get a review copy towards the uh, uh, end of October. For God of War Ragnarok, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at I, mm. when I look at August, right? It is Cult of the Lamb, which I think we're all kind of oh, hyped yeah. for. Roller yeah. Drone, which I'm hyped for. Madden NFL yeah. 23, which I'm kind of hyped for actually. This is the Madden edition. Uh, you're play an hour and a half of that tops. Say I'll play at least like two games, two games. So <laughs> two least, hours. I want I want to do some of the Madden. And he's gonna Madden use. Stuff. He's gonna do three minute quarters. He'll be done in. He'll be done. And we'll do. We'll do. We're gonna do tournaments. Yeah, we talked. We talked. We could be doing the tournaments right now. Nobody bid on it. You I know don't what think, I mean? I don't Yo, think I'm we down. can be doing the tournaments right now. I know we can, Barry. Really? Well, I guess actually, yeah, you can be you, with the the beta thing. We're in. You can just do stuff. With. Is this still going? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I digress. Saints Row is also, also coming out uh, August twenty third, uh, which is going to yeah. take some more time. Yeah. And then, so, like, uh, what if we just okay? So, like, just this future uh, game of the year. This, <laughs> what if we just did? We're going to do God of War twenty eighteen re review on September fifteenth. That's Thursday, I September fifteenth. Or, or Mike and I get back to our full series playthrough, and you guys just wait for us to get to God of War twenty eighteen, which would most likely just be October. 
No. No, I won't. That's really late. What? And what Mike's just going to show up and go, this is Jabroni Kratos. I don't like Yeah. We got to play the first three, Janet. That's the that's the thing. We're going to play the original trilogy and then get into twenty. If you're not somehow figuring out how to stream off the PSP, like what's even the point if you're not hitting up Chains of Olympus? September is the best bet. Could we do the week after, Greg? The way sure. you, the week after the you just said, I think you said 15. So I would say the 22nd, yeah. Sure. The problem there, why I was pushing it up right, is you figure theoretically, hopefully, knock on wood, a month from that, you might have code for God of War Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. I was trying to give you more time than less time. Yeah. But if you're fine just, with that, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I just want to make sure we have enough time to play through. I uh, that's a 30 hour game right there. And sure. theoretically, right. we're, we're starting it at the beginning of September. Yeah. Whenever you want to. All right. Then fine. You can do it. It's happening, everybody. Thursday, the 22nd. Of September, your God of War re-review, patreon.com slash kind of funny games later the next day on the 23rd. Maybe Mike and I stream it in October. Maybe Mike and Barrett stream in October. Honestly, that'll be a great like wait transition. September 20, 22nd or 15th? 22nd? 22nd. Although I'm sure that'll move around <laughs> based on how all this works. Why are you sure? <laughs> because this is kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah. If you're so sure, what if hey we, man, we can't make you know we can't predict the video game industry right uh, now? There's a bunch of what oh, yeah, that week we got we got Thank Solstice you. coming out, we got Serial Cleaners Ooh. and Session Skate Sim. Uh, that seems like a nobody's lot. Playing we, we, we should we should move that then. There's a lot again. You want to be with us the day we re review God of War 2018, which of course is Thursday, September 22nd. You should be on patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can watch us record the show live just like that dude cam is my dog nick 96 is and indy ronin are of course you get the show ad free of course you get it with the post show we do each and every time of course you watch gamescast xcast you name it record live however most importantly for right now you can get the shows ad free but guess what you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny games so here's a word from our sponsors I love that sound. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and I know the Kind of Funny store at kindoffunny.com store uses Shopify to sell all our merch, including all those cool Portillo shirts you guys have been so great about supporting with. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames right now. Shopify.com slash kf games no one likes waiting on a paycheck especially when you've got bills due good thing there's chime now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit that's up to two more days to save pay bills and generally just feel good about your money situation but chime is more than just about getting paid early it's also an award-winning mobile app checking account debit card and optional savings account so what are you waiting for Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancor Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on your payer. Blessing, what happened this week in PlayStation? Uh, Greg, let's start off talking about 
what do we want from Rockstar? I asked this because earlier in the week we got a report from Zach Zweizen at Kotaku, uh, who talked about how Rockstar is shelving remakes to focus on GTA 6. Following recent rumors, Kotaku can confirm via its sources that Rockstar Games is currently focused on developing Grand Theft Auto 6 and has shelved all remakes following the poor reception of GTA uh, GTA The Trilogy, The Definitive Edition. Earlier this week, a tweet from Tez, an often reliable and trusted GTA insider, caught the attention of many Rockstar fans. According to the tweet, Red Dead Redemption and GTA 4 remasters were no longer, quote, on the table, possibly due to the horrible mess that was last year's GTA Trilogy remakes. While some questioned if this was true, I can confirm that Tez's tweet is accurate and lines up with what I've been told. Janet, me and you, when Greg was out doing God knows what, Right, hanging out with some snakes, biting his eyes, maybe giving birth to a baby. Me and you did the GTA trilogy review on PS I Love You XOXO. Yes. Do you think this is a good move by Rockstar? Focusing not on the remix anymore, let's focus all on GTA 6. I think so. Especially because, like, I feel like we had fun with the remakes, but we were among the very few. And we still, that being said, we did acknowledge the many bugs and issues yeah. and the reporting. I think I had on, multiple like, meltdowns about it. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did have um, uh, a hate. Like, you, it's funny because you didn't rage quit. You kind of just like power down, which was like a little oh, scarier. I, um, I kind of rage quit, honestly. Yeah, but it was like a calm um, rage quit. A calm and quit. admittedly, you know, when I was cleaning up my PlayStation, I may have uninstalled the trilogy. Not because I didn't have fun or enjoy it, but I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I'll spend my time doing other stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think GTA 6 is going to be is you know as long as like they get it off the ground working okay is going to be just insanely like a cultural phenomenon um so it makes sense to i think invest more of your time in that especially when you know admittedly maybe they didn't totally care to make the gta trilogy the kind of remake what i think fans would have wanted so then it's like okay well who are we doing this for you know if it's not really going to be that commercially successful if it's going to hurt our reputation maybe we were better off focusing on something else that people really want, which is GTA 6, which I also imagine is a huge developmental undertaking. So, yeah, I'm fine with this. Greg, what do you want from Rockstar? This is exactly what I want. I want I want them to focus on GTA 6. I want a GTA 6. I don't need... When they were like, oh, well, you know, the, the report from Zach was like, you know, this is means no Red Dead Redemption remake, no Grand Theft Auto 4 remake. It's like, I don't care. Stop. And even today, I guess, you know, like I... we. It came in at the wire for Games Daily. They sent out an email talking about GTA Online and Red Dead uh, Redemption Online updates mm -hmm. or whatever, talking about some uh, an update coming for GTA Online, and then kind of talking how they weren't doing much with Red Dead from here on out or whatever. Like again, this is what I I want. I'd like them to double down on getting to whatever Grand Theft Auto Six is going to be. I'm infinitely more excited about that than any remake or anything they could add to GTA Online. So yes, please do this. Yeah, I'm a bit uh, mixed on it. I think this is a bit bittersweet. I'm excited that they're focusing in on GTA 6. This is what people have asked them to do for what is almost a decade. Uh, people have been asking asking for this next game. And it, Rockstar is really good at taking their damn time working on things because, you know, they want it to be a, a technical masterpieces, right? They want to be able to, to go crazy with the the scope of their games they want to be able to go crazy with like for gta especially right the soundtracks making sure that the city is going to be something that they're able to come back to for years on end when we're talking about um the way they're going to utilize it for online and adding in expansions and adding in uh live content and all that stuff like they have to get gta 6 right which is why they've been taking such a long time with it um but going all hands on deck and going hey Let's just focus on this and make sure we get this out in the most polished and most amazing state we can. I think it's good. I I will say I am sad about the idea of, of not getting remasters for GTA 4 and Red Dead Redemption because 
those are some excellent games as well. And GTA the, oh, the sure. trilogy definitive edition was a trash fire of a, of a uh, uh, of a remaster slash remake, but. I did have a fantastic time playing them as well, right? Like, returning to those games is such a good time. And there were a lot of redeemable things. Like, there may be as many redeemable things as not redeemable things about those um, uh, those remakes. Uh, like, the lighting looked incredible. I thought that graphically they looked awesome a lot of the time. But then you get into weird things like character models looking weird. And then rain being too much. And then weird glitches that they introduced, right? Like, a lot of things they did right. A lot of things they did wrong. I would love to see them go about red dead redemption and gta 4 and just not get that shit wrong right be able to stick the landing and i would like to see them go back to their uh, to their other games in general um and i wonder for them if that could be going to other studios to have them work on that stuff while rockstar prime is working on gta 6 because you look at max Payne and remedy is working on max Payne remake and so like they're not totally you know they're they're not totally foreign to the idea of being able to give give their ip to other people to work on um i just wish they would do that for uh these games because like i would like to see these games in, in a modern form as well let's talk a bit about some indies coming to playstation this comes courtesy of the playstation blog this morning they did the thing on twitter where every 15 minutes they post about a new indie game coming to playstation we got seven games for you uh sea of stars that's coming to ps4 and ps5 in 2023 i believe that was originally slated for 2022 but got delayed we got skim shim shimmy swim shimmy shimmy coco pop shimmy shimmy rock Shadows. Shim, the one with the shadows. We played it. Yes. Yeah, me and me and Greg checked out at a summer game fest. I thought it was cool. I didn't like it. I thought it. I think I think it's really cool looking, and then playing it, I was like, oh, I'm not really having a good time with this. Damn. Yeah. I could also try it, but I'm definitely like, I'm a sucker for puzzle platformers, and so like it, the the whole premise behind Shim is that you are playing as like this little frog creature, and you are like a shadow creature, right? You're hopping into uh, these shadows that are on like in like a uh, the outside of uh, of a city and you're like hopping from shadow to shadow trying to figure out how to make your way forward i thought it was cool the art style is probably the, the 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 dopest thing about it but at the same time i could also see how it would get old after a little bit like that's one of those games where it can only be two to three hours long like this cannot be a, a nine hour long game because i'll find myself putting it down by it by hour four of it um but I, I thought it was pretty all right. But we got that uh, coming to PlayStation, uh, PS5, PS5 and PS4 in 2023. Culture of the Lamb is coming to August 11th. Very exciting. Uh, Signalis is coming to PS4 on October 27th. The Tomorrow Children Phoenix Edition launches on September 6th. Cursed to Golf tees off on August 18th for PS5 and PS4. And then Inscription is coming to PS4 and PS5, which is really Woo! exciting. Hell yeah. That's one that I believe both me and Janet have played. Yeah, and I want to play more of this. I only got to play a few hours. I know the game kind of gets crazier from the first hours of the game. So I think when it comes to PlayStation, I might pick it back up. I'm Greg, is this one that excites you? Yeah, it's. I don't. I'm worried that I won't like it, but having it like in a more accessible form, I'm I'm all about because I've heard good things about it. I know the story's supposed to be good. You know, when I saw it, I was like, I'm not a card game kind of fan, and, and Andy was very much like, No, 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 that's not what this is. You don't need to do that. But at that point ship it sailed there was a million other things to play you need also to there's do it a little bit i mean i wouldn't but say is it like it's not like gwent or something right like you know well, I, haven't actually played, I haven't actually played gwent it's not like but hearthstone like, is it it's i mean it's a lot like hearthstone actually yeah but like i liked I th- it I, I did like it i was bad at it that's why i didn't continue with it because i couldn't actually gotcha. like i was in the very early stage of it and i just couldn't like i loved the gameplay loop i thought they did a great job explaining it so i definitely think encourage everyone to check it out if they don't you know obviously some people have to 
buy it, you know, pick it up. Um, so maybe you don't want to invest if you're not sure. But like, I think it's absolutely worth trying, it, even if you don't like card stuff. I just couldn't quite progress because I guess I wasn't good enough at the game. And then I got kind of mad that I wasn't good enough. So I didn't the, keep playing it. The vibe I get, and this might just be people being real bad at keeping secrets, is that it has like a, I don't know if you ever, I don't think you checked out Doki Doki Literature Club, but like there's a, there, I've there, downloaded it, it many times. It seems like there's like a turn somewhere in there yeah, where yeah. it yeah, goes from being a, a card game to being well, probably wanna, a different genre or something. Because I know like I don't want to spoil start, too much of it, but there's some turns. Yeah. yeah, that's and I didn't get past the card game stuff either. But like that is, I at least did card stuff for multiple hours. So if you don't like card games, I don't know. Like I'll still check it out because I think the card game is simple enough. But that might be enough to deter you in the earlier hours. But also, in the, the hours that I played, it was here's. 70% card game and then 30% escape okay. room. Okay, okay. Which was really I cool. Think and I'm too, sure it's gonna get crazy from there. Regardless of me being kind of more lukewarm on inscription, it's an insanely critically acclaimed game from last year. And I think it's awesome that this is coming to PlayStation because it's like, yeah, we need more of the the hits uh to be available on here. And I'm I'm glad they were able to do it too, because it definitely was um a very like PC-centered game with some of the things it does. So it seems like they did figure out how to translate that to a console, which is cool. Yeah, people love Inscription. I went to the Independent it's Game Polygon's Awards. Polygon's number one game of the year, I think, last year, right? I went. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, I think a few people gave it uh, number one. And I went to the Independent Game Awards at GDC this last year. And uh, Inscription won a lot of awards. And every time Inscription came up, it got the loudest uh, cheers from the from the audience. Like People adore that game. And so it's one that I definitely want to go back to and actually experience the, the, the full thing. Uh, real quick, I do have breaking news on the craziest argument we've ever been involved in. What color is the PlayStation button? Uh, I sent it to you in assets, Barrett, of course. Right now, it's at 85.2% red, 14.8% uh, orange. But Shuhei Yoshida himself has chimed in and said it's red since the original PlayStation. Well, damn. Well, damn. I can't argue against that. You can't. Yeah. He's been there. All right. I've been enlightened. I will start referring to it as red for now on. I appreciate everybody for holding my hand through this growth, through this process. And once I go to the eye doctor in a few weeks, I'm going to be like, yo. Hey, look at this Twitter test? exchange. Look at this Twitter exchange. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You ask the eye doctor, what color is this? And you see what the eye doctor says. You know, do the oh, that'd be hilarious. You know. That'd be Why hilarious. not? If he was like orange and I could be like, yo, everybody, shut the fuck up. That'd be, it'd be great. Uh, speaking of indie games, though, I got a question here from Nathan Shoquette, who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. It's like you can and says, what do you all think is the best way to spotlight indies for the PlayStation ecosystem? Are the sporadic time drop events doing enough in your opinions for the PlayStation's indie initiative? Or would you prefer to see indie themed state of plays or something else entirely? It's fine to think of this from a business perspective, but I prefer to know what you all as fans would prefer to see. Thanks and keep rocking and rolling. Here's the thing. I'd say state of plays are already indie state of plays in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I to answer Nathan's question, right? Like, what's the best way to spotlight indie titles in the PlayStation ecosystem? What are, what are the metrics for success? Yada yada yada. There's a million different ways to slice this. I don't think this is it. I I don't like the. I wake up, I roll over, and I look at Twitter, and it's like, hey, in 15 minutes, we're gonna have seven announcements, and like, oh, okay, well. Why can't you just why for me it's like promote it ahead of time like make it hey tomorrow's gonna be a playstation indie day we have seven announcements here's the one page to go to to get all the things there's like grayed out question marks or whatever or have it be hey we've gone live and it's an indie day and here's all the information right now i don't like the drip feed of information because i just don't it inevitably it becomes 
not exciting at some point, right? Because like Sea of Stars is a is a big deal. People are super yeah. excited for that. They love the messenger. They've loved what they've seen to this. Sad that it got delayed till next next year, last week. But like, take all the time you need, obviously. But then it's like. Shim was a cool day of the devs thing from Summer Game Fest. Okay. Cult of the Lamb. All right. We already knew about that, right? It's like, everybody, if you, I mean, Cult of the Lamb, we've talked about on our shows, we like a lot. We already knew it was coming to PlayStation. Uh, Signalis doesn't do anything for me, but whatever. Tomorrow Children's been around forever and is back again. Curse of Golf. Okay. That's cool. And then Inscription, obviously huge, but it's just like, I don't know. I feel like there's better. I would rather it be one drop. I would rather it be one video. I, I don't, I, you know, like, don't even do the Nintendo Direct. I understand that takes more work than you want, but make one. This could be a 60-second video, no sweat. And it can oh, be... Yeah. And it doesn't have to be the PlayStation State of Play voice. It can be Sid Schumann. What's up, Mary? Sid Schumann from the PlayStation blog. We're excited to tell you about these seven things. See, stars made a thing. But, and, like, you can still do your blog post and put all that out. I just feel like there's a way to make this not hype where it's, like, going to stop the world, but in a way that I roll over and I click a video and I get all the information rather than... Maybe I forget about it. I walk away. I come back. I'm disappointed in the middle. Like, I don't know. This Again, we're talking about this. This is doing what it wants. I always go to Poe, you know, my most mainstream PlayStation friend, who's like, he doesn't know what any of these games are, and he never will. There's no way to sell these games to Poe. It's just got to be that, like, this gets the headlines, and we talk about it, and it's on Games Daily, and it's on the show, and it's in IGN, but it's just not exciting. Um, I think... I mean, there's like a lot of ways to answer this question. Obviously, I think the the most beneficial thing to do, and this is not to imply they're not already doing it. And if you all know of any initiatives, please chime in and, and highlight them. Um, but first of all, I, I would love to know more from the indie developer side of what they feel like would be the best kind of support um, for getting their game out there and like what they'd like to see and then kind of go from a developer side of things would be ideal. Um, just asking me as a consumer and as a critic, um, I would love to see... I think like a cool like PlayStation indie vertical in terms of coverage. I mean, I definitely think there's a flaw in how God, what is Xbox thing called where they like stream for like eight hours and they're like, go over everything. I don't know if you oh, I need Xbox. Yeah, like I need Xbox. I don't I think that's too far. Like it's way too long and saturated. But I think something that kind of has like that PlayStation underground energy to it could really work for indies. I would love to see more stuff. Um, on like the smaller creator side, I know a lot of of small creators, both like that I follow or that I just happen to see like on my for you page on TikTok, who highlight things like wholesome games or cozy games or like narrative games. And so often those highlights come from like the wholesome direct or the that which is like a separate kind of thing that that goes on in the industry or Game Pass. And I feel like there's not a big conversation around PlayStation being a place to play cool indie games. When I go to PlayStation.com/slash en slash us slash game slash indies right their landing page i feel like it's so and this sounds kind of mean but i feel like it's so basic like it's i'm not getting deep cuts here and i feel like you could be serving me up a couple deep deeper cuts um they have stuff like moss which i think is totally important to highlight it's very synonymous with playstation but just scroll down and i'm like y'all been talking about hades for like years <laughs> like you can't give me something other than hades you're still highlighting 12 minutes a game that came out like a, a while a good while ago you're still highlighting heavenly bodies a game that i think came out in maybe january maybe earlier because i know i covered that game and like that game you know carry on like i'm not among us like i'm not getting i feel like it i have to really dig and search to find stuff that's cool indies to play on playstation um at a deeper level than i would like so i feel like any additional like cool content creation i'd love to see like a like a, a sector of playstation that is specifically highlighting the indie space and maybe like indie streamers and content creators as well like i think about um you know the stuff that like 
yeah, which obviously Greg, like, you know, Papa Jenna, the, the relationship there, but like the stuff Papa Jenna does where I see them work with so many small streamers to highlight and they like have these little like, oh, quick early access stuff or quick like demo things. And I think that's so cool. It ends up getting more stuff on my radar. And obviously like sure. there are different kinds of companies, right? Like PlayStation isn't inherently just running their PR in the way that like Papa Jenna does when they have a totally different market as well. But I would love to see a little bit more, I guess, like visible TLC to it. This is not to say that PlayStation does not care about indies or that they're not, not trying to highlight indies, but I want to, there's I so many moving pieces. I want, I want more intimate connection on. Indies. There's so many moving pieces to this. I I'm not one to sit there and be like, what do they just make a video? But like, I understand we think of video cause we're a video company. Like I, I'm not, this I this, that's why the question is complicated to answer, right? To get back to Nathan's question, like, is this the best way to spotlight it? I don't think so, but it's not a bad way. It's getting the job done. People are talking about it, but it is that thing where right now we should have had whatever they done, whatever they done, whatever if they had done a minute long video about this, a minute and a half long video, it should have been just looping behind us while we talked about this. Rather oh, yeah. than you know, because otherwise it's just a collection of things. It doesn't feel unified. It, it, it feels like. As somebody who it reminds me of how we would do things at IGN, and I'm talking like 2007 IGN for announcements of like, oh, I got to go through an HTML code this page with the hyperlinks to get to the thing. But even then, it would be most of the time that I would be putting all those links live at the same time so that it felt like an interconnected thing where this does just feel like here's some shit that's happening. And then I see I go to GameSpot or I go to IGN and like, there's the here's everything you missed in the thing, but then there's also the inscription uh, release date announcement because. They think inscriptions the big news, yeah, that's yeah. A and the rest of the shit's just shit that happened. Yeah. yeah, I think too though the idea of having it as like an indie state of play. Unfortunately, like a lot of people don't like indies or care about indies as much as maybe some of us do, like here and that listen to the show. So I do think the risk of doing like indie states of play is that like just no one watches them. Of course, but maybe that's still that's why it made you go that far, not. right? Yeah. yeah. So like, but I, I think it goes better. Like Nintendo has the Nintendo World stuff, and I think that does fine enough for them. And like that's not perfect either. And I don't know if there is a, a perfect scenario here, but I, I think for me, the thing that this suffers with is uh, PlayStation's uh, kind of reluctance to want to do stuff that is personality driven, right? Like I, I look at this and it is they're just tweets or they're just PlayStation blog posts. And I don't really connect personalities to them. And I know they do the thing where they have uh, game directors or they have the actual person working on the game type up the PlayStation blog. But I think that's exciting for us but not for the wide audience like playstation blog posts don't have the uh uh like the i don't think it playstation blog has as much reach as they think it does um like it reaches us right and it reaches probably a portion of our audience but like beyond the hardcore playstation audience beyond how far does the playstation blog post go how far does a just a tweet go for really marketing these games i do think that a video if it's a minute long if it's 10 minutes long of hey here is either Sid Schumann or we hire in a personality to host this thing. And it is like, um, for me, the, the, the best indie showcase I want to say that I've seen in the last year was, uh, the Annapurna showcase that happened uh, a year ago about where it was, here's a handful of different games that we're working on. And each segment for each different game kind of has its own tone and personality to it, mm -hmm. where you get to know the developers for a second. And then they hype you up about their game. There are games that, weren't even announced that I'm excited for from that last Annapurna thing because they treated the the developers with with such personality and such, hey, like we worked on this thing and like we're really excited for this game that we're working on because it's a skateboarding romance game. And by the by the time I finished talking about it, I'm all in. Um, I think be, being able to do something along those lines and really give each game its moment to shine could do you well because 
you know, like they there is a handful of indies that PlayStation likes to support and go hard with, right? They did that for Sifu, they're doing that for Stray, they're doing that for Little Devil Inside. They want to have an identity and some connective tissue between these are what we view as PlayStation indies. I just don't think they're doing it in a clean enough way that is really allowing them to totally own that message. Like even Chicory last year, I didn't get excited for Chicory until I saw other people playing Chicory. And then I was like, oh shit, this is a PlayStation indie worth paying attention to. But PlayStation didn't sell me on that. I think it might have been Janet or somebody who, who sold me on that. Yeah, um, and I was sold by somebody else who wasn't PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> well, so I, yeah. I, I would love to see them uh, take a little bit more ownership and, and you know, add it, add it, put in a little bit more personality into it to, to make people care more. To round out PlayStation updates for the week, Forspoken has been delayed. This comes from a tweet they put out this morning uh, that reads, quote, as a result of ongoing discussions with key partners, we've made the strategic decision to move the launch date of Forspoken to January 20, 24th, 2023. All game elements are now complete, and development is in its final stages of polish. Uh, quote, we would, like to thank, we would like to thank you for your continued support and patience on this journey. Your excitement for the game inspires us every day, and we cannot wait to share more about Forspoken with you this summer. End quote. Uh, that then begs the question, what does this do for PlayStation's fall? I turn to the Blessing Superfun Game Release Calendar, where I have a list of, of PlayStation games coming out this fall. Because I had to do it, Greg. I had to do it. Uh, I appreciate it. As far as exclusive, Can we get a physical print of this calendar once the year's done of what actually came out. I think Greg has a physical print. I haven't, already. I haven't done it up I yet. I can, like I can print it right now. Professionally done. I got you. You're saying yeah. my printer isn't professional? It's a brother printer. I'll have you know, all right, Jamie. Well, those one are of the fancy best printers. printers out there. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going Counter to bless brother. Wait, I forget. Didn't you put it up somewhere so it's not like going to be a, a CVS, CVS receipt? receipt? Oh yeah. I I I don't have it as my pin tweet anymore. I have it bookmarked. I can send it to you. Yeah, like you, for people today. listening, if you want to say Blessing Super Fun Game Release Calendar, you got to bookmark it nowadays. I heard I got it back on my bullshit. Here we go. By popular, uh, by unpopular demand, it's this. Looks the okay, latest here we go. one. June sixteenth. Like June sixteenth. Is that the hot patch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be the one. Jan, I'm gonna print you one right now. Thanks. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Uh, but to, to go through the list, right? For PlayStation exclusives, we got this fall. Uh, September second, we got Last of Us Part One. Uh, September twenty, or, yeah, September twenty ninth, we got Valkyrie Elysium. Uh, November 9th, we got God of War Ragnarok for PS five and PS four. Uh, sometime this fall, actually on August twelfth, we got Marvel Spider Man PC, and then uh, Miles Morales sometime this fall, and then maybe Little Devil Inside if that actually hits. <laughs> maybe this will happen. Maybe <laughs> that doesn't have a date yet, which concerns me. Uh, but then as far as not exclusives, we got Saints Row that's coming on August twenty third. Soul Hackers two August twenty sixth. Oh, Hackers. Soul Hackers 2, Overwatch 2 coming October 4th, and that's the early access. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, that's October 7th. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem, Gotham Knights, that is October 25th. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Resident Evil Village, The Winter's Expansion, Callisto Protocol, December 2nd, and then Sonic Frontiers without a date. And then I have here maybe Crisis Core, because they just said this winter. They didn't really give a hardcore window. Um, I love a hardcore window. I do love a hardcore window. But it, it, I would say this fall, pretty stacked. I like how this falls. We're going to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do we all uh, want for spoken? Who knows? You, nobody knows. <laughs> like, well, you, see, you see it. You're like, maybe I'd like it. Maybe not. You know, the previews, maybe they're not that good, but you know, it'll be one of those things. Will we like it? Will we not like it? Who knows? But we'll be all right without it. Close to protocol. Come on. Did PlayStation tell Square to delay for spoken? Dude. <laughs> what a terrible wording on the squares part about this, right? Where they're just like, you know, due to conversations with our key partner, and then the next day, like, Ragnarok's coming! Or whatever, the same day? Yeah, the same day, Ragnarok's same day. coming? Like, around the same time, honestly. 
it's like a really shitty way to word this and not make it seem i don't think it's that playstation said not to i think maybe put in a conversation they found out that god of war ragnarok was coming november 9th they're like oh okay but then again it's like they got to shake through everything they have right i know janet and jared had a long conversation about crisis core when is that coming this year this year in quotes this winter of course i'm with barrett that i think it'll be spring march whatever of next year uh it'll be i i don't i don't think it yeah it's definitely related to it and it's a weird way to say it yeah because when you when you say key partners it's like who's your key partner <laughs> like playstation is the main partner we know of oh There's hell yeah many you partners Jan, i'm getting the mail for you right now thank you hell yeah that's commitment to the bit that i, I very much appreciate you saw the but stamps yeah. But yeah, like I, I, well, I'm I, terrible at mailing things. I still have a, I still have a thing to mail a blessing over here. I'll get one wait, day. do you? What is it? Yeah, I can't tell you. That. It's a surprise. I don't know. I'm, that scares me. You don't like surprises? In the mail? From Greg Miller? No. <laughs> From Greg Miller? No. But yeah, like looking at the <laughs> at the release calendar, right? Like Valkyrie Elysium. I know that's not a big release for Square, but that is still a big, uh, uh, or that's still a JRPG, like a full JRPG release, and that's coming in September as well. Like I think both from the Square side and from the PlayStation first party side, exclusive side, they have things pretty covered. Like I think it's it's a good idea to get for spoken out of there and hopefully have it not compete as hard. Even though I mean a new IP, right? That's so tough. That's so oh, yeah. tough to launch. And I, so I do like you know I know everything keeps getting pushed to next year or whatever but january 24th is early and again we've talked about it a million times whether we're talking about the original dying light or a bunch of dying light too like you come on that once you cross yeah, december 31st we're all still playing the shit we want need to do for game of the year january 1st all you do is think about what's coming next it's done yeah 2022 is done i need 2023 games i will say that puts it up up against uh dead space remake and then I know there's stuff coming up spring. I don't have, I don't, sadly, bless the super fun game release calendar doesn't cover 2023 at least yet. I'll have that later. But I know spring is starting to get more and more stacked as we get closer to it. So I'm, I'm excited to keep an eye to see how Forspoken fares against whatever else pops up maybe in early February, late February around that time. But for now, we'll have to wait and see. See, the thing yeah. about Dead Space Remake, of course, is that we're all going to be blown away by Callisto Protocol. And so we're not going to have to compete with that. Don't worry about that. You think so? You're, ex- you're excited for Dead Space Remake, right? Of course. Okay. But I'm more excited for Callisto. Oh, yeah, of course. Let's hop into PlayStation picks. Of course, that's where we talk about what's coming out this week. And we talk about what we've been playing this week. Uh, regarding the drop, we got Arcade Geddon. That's coming to PS5 and PS4 on Tuesday, July 5th. Uh, Klonoa, I'm, I, I, I played some of it. I can talk about it right now, actually, uh, as I go through this. Right, We also got Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series. That's PS5, PS4, Friday, July 8th. And then Madison comes out for PS5 and PS4 on Friday, July 8th. Uh, Madison is a first-person psychological horror game that delivers an immersive and terrifying experience. With the help of an instant camera, connect the human world with the beyond. beyond. Take yeah. pictures and develop them by yourself. Solve puzzles, explore your surroundings, and most importantly, survive. Uh, I want to include the description video of this game because this game looks cool for the for people who like the first person survival horror type experiences. This looks like a really uh, interesting one. But to go back to us for a second to Arcade Again, me and Janet actually played a bit of Arcade Again uh, earlier in the week, uh, and I played a little bit during the review period, not as much as I as, as I'd like to, but it seems like honestly not a crazy amount has changed since I played in early access. And if you remember when they put it out in early access last year, I played some of it went. Oh, this is a really cool concept for a game. I want to see them improve on it and really iterate on it because um, I could see this having promise. Now picking it up with the full final release being out, I'm still having fun with it. But I still, I, I think the thing that right now is holding Arcade again and back for me is the aesthetic and personality of the game. 
it is very much an arcade ass. Hey, like every level is just a random ass video game, uh, Unreal Engine template of a level of like, here's the forest level, here's the, you know, digital city, here's this, here's that. And like the enemy design feels so plain also like in that in that in that same note what i do like is the gameplay and the gameplay loop which is basically a risk of rain style or even like a returnal style here's a third person action shooter with roguelite elements in arcade again it, it is co-op and there, there is this focus on how far can you get uh with your co-op partner and so you have the options to like raise up difficulty to get more currency as you go or pick up different loot as guns and like the guns are really wacky kind of like I, I compared it to ratchet ratchet and clank when i was playing it with uh janet and I had a pretty decent time playing um, as we were going as we were going through the other day, but it, it's I'm having a tough time wanting to stick with it. The carrot on the stick is, hasn't been as strong for me. I don't know how you feel about about it, Janet. Yeah, pretty similar. Like I, it's funny because I was talking about this in context of Knockout City, which are two very different games, uh, and as well as like Roller Champions. I think it's like it is solidly designed, and it's not quite as interesting as either of those games. But I find it easier to like playthrough because it's a pretty chill experience like you're just out there with your a group of people or by yourself and you're just blasting through enemies and you're just trying to see as far as you can get i feel like it's a very simple straight form straightforward formula um with some interesting weapons but it reminds me kind of of like the experience that i personally had with a little bit of time where i paid played back for blood where it's like yeah there's some interesting things here but i'm not that interested in them but it's like mm. a chill time to like play with friends but obviously it's not nearly as like grotesquely violent as back for blood is but it reminded me a lot of that vibe where i'm like i don't think this is bad i don't like hate it or anything but i probably won't play too much more of it and i don't think it like begs to be played at this point like having played with blast and i'll probably play a little bit more this week i kind of told isaiah like you know if you want to play with this with me you can but i don't i'm not sold that it's like super exciting to check out um that being said it is on ps plus and i did redeem it and downloaded it and hey. played it so there you go that's my game my ps plus pick of the month is arcade again because it's the only <laughs> game that i hadn't played yet yeah i think my thing is too is I the reason why I flock to this game is is that I think the fundamentals and like the concept is so good in terms of what it is as this co-op like Fortnite ish kind of art style meets like a roller champions or an rockout city kind of thing you know good gameplay loop in terms of it being a roguelite and you having those moments of PvP right like halfway PvP. as you're as you're playing through through the levels the stages in the game you get to the halfway point which is like a break area where you can buy guns hang out do whatever and they have like a corner you can go to to activate a PvP mode which are like these different mini games they can go to right it could be kill more enemies than your opponent or uh king of the hill of the like hill, yeah. yeah like that type of stuff and whoever wins gets really good loot out of it which i think is such a great concept and so much of this game is that so much of this game is oh shit this is fun but i also don't know if this is the most excellent version of it like the mm -hmm. most excellent version of this game i would be super into like that would be my my favorite game of the year maybe but for me this game this, this game just doesn't take it to the levels that i i need it to be to be something that is worthwhile for me to come back to continually and have fun with i think maybe it could get if this game lasts for a few years and really hits it with the updates and really goes hard i think it, it could get there and i think ps plus is going to be great for it for people that do hop into it and go oh this is actually pretty fun and then might stick with it for the month or for a few weeks um but man like i i, I wish it was doing a little bit more to, to to get me in the soundtrack goes hard though also soundtrack does go hard soundtrack does also go there hard. was um a gun that blessing got where when you shot it a blade came out and it would slice enemies in half Wow. Yeah. There's another gun that is basically a um uh air pump like kind of gun where you blow up your enemy you literally blow up your enemies and they pop. 
they have a lot of cool shit like that. What a way to go. That I, I, I really did. Yeah, what a way to go. Um, and so, like, honestly, if you're somebody who is passively interested in arcade again, I would say check it out. Like, it's free on PS Plus. It is risk-free. Uh, I think there's enough fun to be had for maybe a little bit of time. And if you can get your friends into it, that actually might be a good time. But, yeah, it's not one that's necessarily blown me away. But, Greg, I shift all focus to you. What did, what did you pick to play on PlayStation this week? This week, I picked a little game called Kid Amnesia, ladies no and way. gentlemen. No wow. way. I fucking did it, Janet. Wow. I turned on your little no trophy experience, and I walked around a bunch of hallways of flashing lights. Gave me, I'm on the verge of having a seizure left and right. I got weird stick figure men coming out of walls, walking by me, doing all this stuff. It's playing music. I'm going to red rooms. I'm going uh, downstairs. I got these crazy-ass drawings everywhere. Everybody stop doing drugs, all right? Stop no, doing do, drugs. No, keep doing drugs because it's great. This is the kind of art we don't need. All right. Just no point. I'm wandering around. And then they I got scanning the little UPC codes to bring up the website. Oh, yeah. The website's just trying to sell me merchandise. Just merch? and, then, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like, all right, well, here's like the little the here's the it looks like a museum map. And I'm like, that game we did from Dreams that we gave our award to, 20 times the game this is. 20 times the wow. game this is. Rock and roll is dead, is what you're saying. Rock and roll is dead. God damn. It died with the monkeys. Wow, what, what monkeys? The monkeys. The band, bless the monkeys. Hey, hey, no, the monkeys. I need, bless, I need you to not talk about music anymore, ever. People oh, I'm sorry I don't know your bad. rock and roll. All right, I listen but to real music. you also don't know. That's it's called hip-hop. Oh, God. No. I think it's pretty competitive with Travis the dreams Scott. creation, personally. Hey, but, uh, here's a little stuff. Hey, Janet, I'll... do you remember when Greg didn't know who Cactus Jack was? I did. Bang, bang. McFoley. Oh, we're talking about Travis Scott. Travis Scott, all right. The McDonald's kid. Yeah, I know. He worked at a McDonald's or something. He made a burger with barbecue sauce somewhere. Blessing, here's what I'll say. It's going to go your way, though, right? What do you mm. think of Daft Punk? Uh, They're fine. They just don't have that many hits. Okay, great. So we're on the same page, and that's why I, I back yeah. Blessing on music. He's got good music taste. I Thank can't, you. I can't, I can't vault him. I don't back you on anything. He heard, these, he he heard that punk over there with a, a 56k modem and thought that was music. No, he didn't know. He knows that was bad. Janet, music. I need you to leave us. Like we just we don't deserve you. And I'm gonna put in a formal request. Barrett, that name me, name me every single Daft Punk number one hit right now. You can Google it. Yeah, you can hear him typing. He's got to go. He's googling who Daft Punk is. I know? want number one hits by Daft Punk. Thank you for playing Kid Amnesiac. I'm no problem. I didn't. I, for the record, I didn't really hate it. I'm kind of doing. I mean, I I wasn't into it. Like I played it probably like you know 25 minutes. It's like all right, I'm done with this. But like, I was like an experience, and, I, and it's very upfront. Of course, it's like, hey, this isn't a game. I'm like, all right. But what that. I also what I've also been playing for a real to give you a gaming recommendation for a video game is Dismantle. I've been playing Dismantle. Oh. Now, full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen, as you do know, I have been swayed to the dark side, and I have been using uh, the PlayStation Vita 2, a.k.a. the Steam Deck. So I was, I did play Dismantle on the, the Steam Devil's Deck. Devil's handheld. I did play uh, Dismantle on the Steam Deck, but it is on PlayStation. It's 20 bucks there, and I highly recommend it. Uh, this is a recommendation from the one, the only, my Italian meatball, Brian Altano at IGN.com, who I think saw me being like, man, I'm looking for this, and I don't know. And he hit me up, and he's like, hey, when you get the Steam Deck, get Dismantle. I think it'll really click for you. It's, I'm killing it right now. And I looked at it, and this trailer 
makes it look like a survival game because there is crafting there is you know blah blah blah. but it's it's way more an action rpg where you die and you respawn and you can go back and get your stuff off them but you're collecting things you're unlocking new recipes but you're leveling up you're you know uh you know upgrading your backpack upgrading your uh crowbar so you can break more stuff uh you know the the catchphrase they had on their steam page right is like 99 percent percent of the world is destructible so you're breaking things down to get the resources to build things out you have a quest log you're going through you're fighting zombies it's very last of us like these guys with like you know clicker like heads or whatever um almost an isometric view it's not you can spin the camera but that's the look of it or whatever uh, i'm really really enjoying it and it's one of yeah it's one of those where i was deep enough on steam deck where i was like shit man i would play this for trophies but i don't want to restart and i'm looking at a couple flights in the next few weeks and i'm like this will be a great playing game for that of just going through and not mindlessly doing anything but having that thing of you know what today i just want to craft a flashlight or today i just want to work for this upgrade i want to you know get the whatever the blood bag to get point uh, or plus five hp or whatever i'm just going to go and farm those mats before i go to the next area to do the next thing and i'm really enjoying it so i highly recommend it hell yeah around the world one more time Harder, better, faster, number stronger. number one hits. Number one hit. No, you're just asking me for like their hit songs. No, I said, what are their number one hits? You I added said, that I said on top of asking the original question as you usually do, bless. No, I said I said they had no hits, and I said, what are the number one hits? You I dropped said a thing they had no hits, as if they don't ever have any. I, sorry, singles, sorry, 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 sorry. Charted. I said I said they had few hits. I said they had few hits. I don't think I said Look, they had. This no is hits. blessing strategy. He no, stays rewind calm. the tape. He, rewind the tape. He, he Did I say no? You he asks you, and then he gaslights you. I understand things, the game. I understand no, rewind the tape. People listening to the podcast know that I'm right. Rewind the podcast. I said they have few hits. Also, open up what I dropped in assets. Yeah, it's a link to it's so a link to the Dat Punk billboard page. Okay, it shows that they've had one hit that is, that has shown up on the billboard charts. Peak position twenty nine. That is get lucky with Dat Punk. That's not their I'm only no, zero, zero number one hits. That's not their Daft only Punk. tracking a single though. I mean, according to Billboard, it is. All right, well, I've got at least in top one hundred for for U.S. around the world. One more time. Um, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger didn't chart in U.S., but that is another mm. very big song from them. Um, it came back in 2007. And then, yeah, Get Lucky. And then it, was, it ends there. Well, they also don't make music anymore. That's always my, my argument has never been no hits. My mm. argument has been few hits. Doesn't, few. But you're also trying to undersell them as like a very, a very important producers in the industry. I don't, I'm not, I've never done that. That that's what no, you no, did the first time you fucking talked about Barrett, them on Game Seven. No, no, oh, no I, I, listen, I fought back because everybody was like, "How do you not know around the world?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man. Not everybody oh, knows every right Daft Punk. Every Daft Punk song." Anyway. It was just surprising that you didn't know it. That's all. It's just yeah. not it's because Blessy only knows good music. And I, I only know good music. I only know good music. Uh, I'm not Janet, talk to you guys about music. What did you What did you pick to play on PlayStation? This yeah, week? let's focus on video games, which is still an antagonistic conversation a lot of times. But I feel like you guys know what you're talking about, so I'm not mad fair when enough, you're antagonistic. You know, let's stick in our lanes. Um, so I do want to very quickly shout out. I'm also going to cheat. I do want to shout out that I finally finished House of Ashes, uh, Dark Pictures Anthology, and I really liked it. Yes, um, Janet. Oh, yeah. This is probably to me. Uh, their best work so far. I have not played the quarry. 
Yes, Jared. Um, and yes, I will put Jared. the asterisk that I'm not an Until Dawn stan, so I know if you're really even better than Until Dawn. It don't take a lot for me to think something's better than Until Dawn. I didn't like Until Dawn. I thought it was too campy. I know people were like, it's supposed to be campy. I thought it was too much. I thought it was weird that that one woman's like, we're, well, you know what? We're just going to have sex in this cabin. And then the totem thing was kind of like a weird choice, too. Don't know how I feel about that. Wasn't into the game. Not, a big, not an Until Dawn fan. But I loved House of Ashes. I thought they did a great job with the character development. They definitely took a risk with sort of this, the real monster is war. Like that could have been very cheesy or heavy handed, but I thought they did a good job kind of exploring, um, you know, war, but also like the sort of supernatural situation they get thrown into. Sure. Um, there's some good drama there. I what, lo- loved Ashley Tisdale the whole way through. I And then there are definitely things that I am annoyed at with the game like i have notes for the game but generally like i got to the final third i finished it i thought they really landed the ending super well i thought they wrapped up the questions i had left with what happened with this character or whatever you know because they did a lot of the are they dead are they not dead situation yeah and i thought it was really cool um and then something that very few games do maybe they've always done this i don't remember i like that at least and i think it's any any ending but they have a cutscene that goes as the credits go every game needs to do that because i'll be watching them credits just for no reason because just for the culture but i have nothing there's to look nothing at, so more heartbreaking than a bad credits when you get to the end of it and it's just like oh and then you can't yeah. skip it and there's nothing happening and it's I, I don't even mean like just you know white text on a black background not even you have a killer song have some, you know, concept art in there. Have, you know, what, like, uh, Bug Snacks, right? Had, like, you know, like, the photos of, like, here's what happened to everybody after the fact. I'm like, all right, this is neat. Yeah, some cute stuff. Um, So, yeah, I, I really like the game, and it's it's one that I finally feel like I can recommend it with almost no asterisks. Like, the only asterisk I have is I do think um one of the characters was a little bit very like like too evil like that one dude who like was sort of racist like he was like very like far oh, gone yeah. and then and then you, can, you don't have to play him that character. way janet if, you you, if you're not a racist then he won't be a racist you know? Wait, are you talking about the long time you're talking about the choice. non-playable guy right no i don't remember no she's talking about the guy in the 9-11 hat military his name dude me, right? oh i like that guy yeah, he was he had a redemption arc in mind but janet wanted to be a bad bad guy he had a redemption arc in mind too but i also thought that was like a little bit it was hard to do that and organically because you get the choice of like at a certain point it's like well you can keep being a, a jerk or you can be nice and i chose to be nice but then it kind of felt like too immediate of a shift again it's not a not the worst thing in the world but that's the only part where i feel like Jason. they like lightly fumbled the bag um but yeah generally i i, I really liked the game it was exciting Hell yeah. i was like i was into it so go play house of ashes like I, I have other things nice to say about the other games as well but like i think this one was the standout to me and i was really impressed because i thought i'm like i don't know i kind of know what these games are like and then i'm like they really kind of stepped it up so yeah. i thought that was cool uh um, the the, I... the final hours of house of ashes where you get kind of the reveal of like oh this is all this cool shit going on i fucking yep. loved like there's me a visual too. turn in that game where yeah. i was like oh let's go this is really cool and i also love that today they double down on uh devil inside devil in me the, 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 the next devil in me the Devil and yes. Me, the next Dark Pictures game is coming out this autumn. Which Trailer's I had that great. to the list. Trailer is great. I cannot wait for that game. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to play that one as well. So I wanted to finish this one before doing the quarry, even though they're not related because the quarry is not a Dark Pictures anthology game. It is just a super massive game. Um, but it's also like in the way that all those Life is Strange games that weren't Life is Strange games are definitely still kind of Life is Strange. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, where it's like, oh, it's different, but it's 
kind of the same, which is weird. But anyway, um, and then I played Uncharted 4 because yesterday was my big gaming day with my brother. I was like, when do you have time? I am free after, I don't know, three or something. And I'm like, I'm down to play until one of us is too physically exhausted to stop playing. And I'm not going to lie, I kind of hit that wall early. And then I kept going because I wanted to get further. We did not beat the game yet, but we're now on chapter 19. We played for Ooh. five hours of Uncharted 4. And I continued my Twitter thread of my explorations and my adventures. I don't know how much more I should say because I also don't want to spoil for anyone who hasn't played, even though the game is old as hell. But it was it's it's been fun. It's been fun. It's been six Dramas years. I happened. think you can talk about. So. Okay. Well, this is my like little disclaimer. So like, I finally got to like the jank with my brother, which like you know, brother been trashed since the jump. You know. Both of them, fuck both of them, honestly. But I'm like, Sam is a piece of shit. This shit's ass. I'm like, I definitely, and then, you know, we kind of started to like speculate. What do we think is happening? I'm like, I definitely think he's working with Rafe. This shit's sketchy as fuck. He probably just did this to trick his brother to do it because he's like obsessed with like, isn't this adventure good? Isn't this the coolest shit you ever did? I'm like, this is a washed man trying to tear me down with him. And I'm falling for it because I'm whack too, you know? And then it was like, the reveal <laughs> happened. I was eating it up. I was like, yes, the drama. Here we go. I also like that they gave you that little fucking little stick that you can stick in the poor surfaces to like climb not the most revolutionary thing in the world but i really like it i think it just gives the climbing a little bit more of an organic feel so i was psyched to have that little spike thing to climb with um Rockstar, I, not Rockstar, sorry. um uh, naughty dog loves to really make like these really complicated like like mechanical uh like technical achievements with basic ass shit because okay, the anchor in, in Uncharted 4 reminds me of the rope in Last of Part 2. And then, like, you you read developers talk about it, and they're like, no, do you understand how hard rope is to make in a video game? And, like, the anchor is another one of those ones where it becomes, like, a core mechanic later on in Uncharted 4. And I'm sure for them, that took them a while to figure out. Yeah, and I was I was surprised to see it in there because I really don't, you know, I didn't have any like experiences prior. So I was like, oh, this is this is a really cool little addition. Again, it doesn't totally reinvent how I was playing, but it just feels like it gives me a little bit more to work with. Um, it's and it's fun. It's an extra new thing to do. Um, I definitely hit a few walls of combat that set me over the edge, but I'm doing okay now. Because like I I just got so pressed at a certain point because like I can land some sick shots and it's not a complicated game right i can land some really good shots i have some good clips of me doing some crazy shit i'm like yeah pro gamer hours let's go and then i like end up in this one area where they're like what if there's like no cover and there's no space and there's eight people and they're like, the most armored men you've ever seen and i'm like man fuck this game like i was like this gunplay is not good enough to warrant so this many waves and of course i can turn it down but i'm like i don't want to turn it down so anyway and then th that was that but there has been some really dope story stuff i love this stuff when they're kids i think that's some of my favorite parts of the series in general i think it's so heartfelt while still feeling in the universe um yeah so it's been it's been fun um i desperately want elena to stand the fuck up and stop like that scene where nathan's like you saved me again and she's like what i almost did it i was like don't bitch let this man death do us part let this man bleed out on these rocks oh i don't give a fuck Janet. um and i know that's gonna upset people but that is my truth um so it's it's rough seeing this girl take this l over and over again but we all know someone who she ain't gonna leave him and you just gotta you know like you like her you fuck with her but it's like man i just want to make her own choices you want to see women take w's play some lost legacy It'll be, it'll I'm, be a, a I'm doing the next. So it's going to be we're going to do Uncharted 4. 
we're gonna finally watch the Uncharted movie. Um, and my brother's like, yeah, Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland, where could it go wrong? Um, anyway, we're gonna do that, and then we'll probably do Lost Legacy at some point. But we have a, a couple other games to knock out. But yeah, those were our adventures. Uh, it's been fun. I love driving that fucking Jeep around. It reminds me of uh, I had a remote control car as a kid that I had that was just like that Jeep because it was like a little a little Jeep that you could drive around, and it reminds me of that. So yeah, I think the game's at its height when it does story and adventure. Uh, which does has weaved really nicely throughout in the constant conversation. Um, and I think it is combat the best when it ties together really nice set pieces and epic moments for the player. I think it's at its weakest when it's just a bunch of guys that got to take out in an area. So, yeah. Agreed, actually. Fair enough. Uh, I'm, I'm going to finish okay. it this Friday. I'm finishing it this Friday also. Friday, I'm waking up at 6 a.m. We've, we've heard the story. I did, my, I did my part. I played Kid Amnesia. Look, me and my brother waking up. We're starting at 6 a.m. I have until my next thing is at 12 on Friday. So we have six hours. It's, supposed, it's two hours left if you're good. Probably four hours left because we're us. And I have mm. like a six-hour window for like the buffering time. I'll probably get some donuts or something for us in the morning. But yeah. So. I believe in you. There's one There's one Just very it. long combat encounter at the very, very end uh, before you okay. get into like very simple stuff at the at the very end. But just it's going to be rough. Uh, okay. just you can push through it though. Thank you. I'm just saying, I appreciate you chiming on the thread, Barrett, too. I've been enjoying reading your takes. Thank so, you. just to close this out and pivot it over to yes. uh, Blessing here for his cuphead review, I'll just end it on this, Janet. All right, keep in mind, my dog died in April, and I've been able to finish Kid Amnesia, and you've had nothing in your life, and you really haven't quiet. been able to finish Uncharted. Really Blessing your time. Greg also had a child. Uh, I've been playing Cuphead. Um, I Cuphead. Is really cool. It's a really dope game. I actually, so, <laughs> breaking I, news. I, I started playing it I at, back, back when it first dropped. I started playing Cuphead, and I got uh, like halfway through. I got to the boss. That's the I told the story a million times. I feel like on content, the boss that's like the three-headed dragon. Beat my ass relentlessly to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm just not going to beat this game. And I didn't go back to Cuphead. And over the years, every now and then I'll go back. I'll like pick Cuphead up and be like, yo, let me try out this boss one, one or two times. It'll beat my ass. I put it down. Um, with the release of Cuphead, the delicious last course, I was like, you know what, man? I'm kind of craving it. Now's the time. Let me, let me go back. Let me pick up Cuphead. Let me see if I can get past this three-headed dragon. And it only took me four tries to get past that goddamn dragon. I beat that dragon's ass. All right, I didn't know he didn't know his own name by the time I was done with it. That dragon's fucking <laughs> dead as hell. Um, beat the dragon. Then I've gone on to to beat uh, quite a few bosses after that as well. I'm like in the I'm in the last aisle. I'm probably maybe halfway through the last aisle um, in Cuphead, and it's been such a good reminder of goddamn. This game is such a uh, is such a visual masterpiece. Like this game, I don't think this game could look any better visually if it tried. It is gorgeous. The art style is damn near perfect. They really captured that era of cartoon uh, flawlessly, and I can't believe what they what they're able to achieve uh, uh, graphically. But goddamn, that game is hard as hell. Like I stand by. I think Cuphead still remains as the hardest video game I think I've I've ever experienced. At least for me, I know difficulty speaks to different people in different ways. Where some people would say Souls games are like the hardest, or some people would say you know whatever else is the hardest. For me. You know, I can get through. I can get through an Elden Ring fine. I can get through a Bloodborne or a Souls game fine for the most part. Cuphead, I I've had moments in the last week as I've been playing where I'm like, do I put this down? Because I am getting so frustrated and so heated and so like mad at the game. But at the same time, I, I'm having such a fun time with it that I 
find myself continuing on with it and then having that moment when when i hear the announcer say knockout and i'm like let's fucking go like every single time i beat a boss i'm like let's fucking go i had that moment yesterday where i was on my like what 15th try with the boss where i couldn't get past the first first phase and on the 15th try get past the first phase i am getting into the second phase i'm like oh man all right cool i'm now i'm freestyling this shit right because cuphead is so much about learning and so much about that muscle memory of figuring out what the faces are I am freestyling this shit, and I find myself making my way toward the very end, and I beat that boss my first time experiencing that last phase. And it is such a great feeling for me in a video game when I'm able to make that happen. I think Cuphead really captures that feeling well. Um, and so, yeah, I've been having such a blast with it. Uh, I want to continue through. The only thing that's that's stopping me is that I keep getting, like, I'm the codes are starting to, ro to roll in for games that are upcoming, and I'm like, oh, man, okay, I should play this thing. I should play this other thing, and I'm starting to, ha I'm starting to have that, but at the same time, I do want to focus in. Um, and so we'll see how far I get with it. I do also want to check out the DLC because I was watching uh, Barrett and Tim and them play the DLC the other day, and the DLC looks even more wild than the base game. And so I do want to check it out at some point, but yeah, man, it's been such a such a blast returning to to Cuphead, and that's been my pick this week. A great pick for a great person, ladies and gentlemen. This has been another episode of PS. I love you, XOXO. Remember, it's not over. You can go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, where we're about to do a post show and answer a question from Crooks. Crooks. Uh, if you want to come watch that, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Of course, over there, you can get the show ad for you. You can write in to be part of the show. You can be watching live with the other trogs right now. However, if you have no bucks toss our way, it's no big deal. Of course, you can get every episode of PS I Love You, XOXO, or not live, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every week on friday i'm trying to stall my words just a second remember of course god of war we're replaying it and we'll be talking about it come hell or high water september 22nd 2022 to get ready for ragnarok of course you can help us out share this video with your friends if they like god or ragnarok let us know your predictions in the comments below we got a post show to do but until next time no it's been our pleasure to serve you <laughs>